is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via our toll-free number. That's 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features on the site, we give them away, so enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Well, Mark, we went out and uh, did a little traveling today, didn't we? Yeah, we we. Got out, got out of the house, believe it or not, and uh, went up to a little town called Plainfield, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. to attend a concert event that uh, was being put on by the uh, the network that actually um, puts our show up on the uh, the, uh, the satellite for radio stations to uh, to pull down. Go uh, figure. The, the Genesis Communications Network through this sort of little party for Ed Brown and Elaine Brown, who, in case you don't know, are currently. I guess hold up isn't really the right word. Um, they're not hold up in their house. They were out and about shaking hands with people. and They didn't seem hold up to me. Right, eating hot dogs and hamburgers and hanging out. And I pulled up, parked in, uh, amongst a whole bunch of cars there, wandered on down the driveway because there just wasn't room to park at the, at the house itself. And I got to, you know, Ed was wandering around and so was Elaine and they were shaking hands and saying hi to everybody. There they're, was uh, young, hosting a party, there essentially. Were, there were young kids there all the way up to uh, to probably some adults in their 60s and 70s, Right, it, I would it, say. It did not look like a compound under siege to me. Right. Now, in case you don't know, Ed and Elaine Brown are, they have been found guilty in a federal government court of some tax charges and money laundering and whatever other charges they threw against them. And they had decided that towards the end of their trial, that they weren't getting a very fair trial from this particular federal judge, and they basically just decided to not continue um, attending the trial, so they were found guilty in absentia. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the federal government wants to put these this sweet old couple that's you know in their early 60s, uh, wants to put them in a jail cell for at least five years and then probation after that, and also confiscate all their property, which they've already confiscated Elaine's business. She was a dentist mm-hmm. and a very successful dentist in the Plainfield area, had a very successful practice, and now they've stolen her building from her. And Looks like the uh, federal government's pretty interested in filling its coffers with our hard-earned uh, money, one way or the other. Right. Ed and Elaine Brown, uh, the, the, you know, the feds went after them, as they've done to a variety of other people over the years, for not paying federal income taxes. And, of course, Ed and Elaine Brown are taking the position that uh, there is no law to pay that forces them to pay income taxes, and I, I personally find that to be a bit of a weak position. Um, I understand where they're coming from on that, but uh, I don't care if there is a law. It doesn't require me to pay anything because I never consented to it in the first place. Um, it does draw up the question, uh, if, if, if I'm required to pay income tax, how was this requirement engendered? What right. did I do in order to make me liable for paying income tax? How was the obligation created? And, and if, if the obligation was created by me going to work, simply going to work, doesn't that make me a slave? I mean, if the federal government can demand a portion of my wages, at the very least, I'm a portion their slave, their asset. Right. And I've actually talked to Ed about that, um, about that sort of issue of, well, do you really want to take this position of show us the law? You know, because what if there is a law, then what are you going to do? Or do you want to take the position that taxes and taxation are immoral? Because that's really the, that to me is the real issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went there and they had this concert. And so I just wanted to let you know who Ed Brown was. Uh, you can get more information online. Just Google Ed Brown. He's probably the first thing that will come up. But... 
we went and uh, showed up. I think we got there just after noon, which is when it was supposed to start. And I don't think the bands actually took the stage until after we left, which was two-ish. I think we got out of there around two. I thought they were, it sounded like they were warming up as I was leaving. Yeah, they were, I think, getting ready to get started. And it's going to go on all the way through the night tonight. And there was a good amount of people out there. I honestly didn't expect very many people to be there. Seemed like before the concert started, I saw... A hundred? Yeah, I'd say probably early on at around the noontime uh, point, there were maybe 50 or 60 people there. And by the but time I li- left... The cars were just lining up to right. come in. So. By the time I left, I'd say there were probably double that. I'd say there was about 100 people there. And we left again around 2 o'clock, so there may be more people there now than uh, than before. It's going on until 10 tonight, is that correct? Right, right. And, you know, Mark, you were a little concerned. I saw, I saw license plates from as far away as Montana. Wow, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you were a little concerned initially about going out to the Ed Brown household. Um, why is that, and why did you end up deciding to go? Well, in in general, um, you know, I, I believe in freedom and liberty. I'm just not willing to go any place where somebody's going to shoot at me. Yeah. Um, and the the Ed Brown household is it, it's being watched by the feds. I mean, right? There they, were they, cops on the way. Uh, they, they were sort of watching things on the way into the area of town where Ed lives. So right. you have to pass through a certain road, and the cops were there. Well, even more scary than the uh, I don't know Sullivan County sheriffs that were circling around, or the uh, the 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 Homeland Security and the FBI that are uh, after this guy because he's hasn't shown he he he's been sentenced at this point. Right. Um, they want him. Yeah, they want him in a jail cell. They do. They just um, the reason they haven't gone in with guns a blazing yet is because well nowadays we have the internet and information can can transfer really fast as opposed to how it used to you know ten or twenty years ago. But and this so, isn't going to be another Ruby Ridge or uh, Waco, fortunately. Right. And the feds don't want that. You know, they don't want uh, the American people to see them being violent and awful in that way. So regardless they'll try to avoid it. Of, regardless of what uh, some people think about uh, Ruby Ridge and Waco, those people have become martyrs for a lot of Americans. It's true. In fact, Randy Weaver, uh, the one of the survivors from Ruby Ridge, was actually at the Ed Brown household mm-hmm. today. And I don't know about, you know, this guy. I don't know him much about him. I've heard he's a white supremacist, which, you know, obviously leaves a nasty taste in my mouth. But I didn't have a chance to ask him that. We were doing some videotaped interviews with people around there today for Free Minds TV. I can't verify it one way or the other. He was white. I can tell you that much. (laughs) So I don't know. All I know is what the mainstream media says about the guy, which may or may not be accurate. That's one of the reasons. I went for basically three reasons to this concert. Mm -hmm. And, um... One of the reasons that I went to this this concert, this event, um, I went with my wife, and who was very concerned about the idea of me going. And since it was a concert, she was, you know, she understood this would be the last time that the feds would be coming in. Unlikely that they would be coming in. I wanted to see: is this house a compound? I know everybody. <laughs> I know everybody said um, who's been there said, "No, no, it's a house." But I want to see for myself. Right. The news has been calling um, Ed Brown's house a compound, a concrete fortified compound with a turret. And, and you know, I had a house that was made out of concrete in Florida. My, mm-hmm. The house I currently live in is made out of bricks. Um, is it a compound? I'm not sure. So I went to look at it, and uh, no, it's a house. Right. It, it's not even a complete house. It's, it's nope. They're still working on it. Uh, you didn't par- get to go inside, though, right? I didn't go inside. I, I you know, I, I wasn't uh, I, I wasn't doubt there he was giving me. tours. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I wasn't there to get a tour of the house or anything. I just wanted to see it. And uh, from what I can tell, they were adding on a little bit. They did do a monolithic pour of uh, concrete, so mm-hmm. it's about maybe six inches uh, wide, as wide as a uh, concrete block. But to me, that's not a, a, a compound. Or, no. You know, it's not a compound. It wasn't humongous. It did not have um, – it wasn't bristled with 50 calibers. I mean, it was just a house. No, it's it, just Ed with his 45 in his belt. He doesn't I mean, have a holster for it. If a compound is a house that's constructed out of uh, concrete and has hardy board on the outside, then I owned a compound in Florida. Yeah. This is just nonsense. And the the problem is that the uh, major media just con- repeats what everybody else has said. Some Somebody out there. Li- probably them, one of the feds. Probably one of the agents. Maybe one of the agents. Maybe some liberal who just hates guns. I don't know um, what. Somebody said, this is a compound. And everybody's repeated it since then. Mm-hmm. This is not a compound, people. It's a house with a garage. It's a place for two old people to retire. It absolutely is. It's not even entirely concrete. No. Some of it's wood. Yeah, and it's not finished. And uh, in the early days when Ed was first convicted and all that, uh, I went there. Probably it was. It's probably been at least six months now since mm-hmm. I've been to, to Ed Brown's house. And... When I was there at that time, there was a truck in the road blocking the access to the the main sort of round uh, driveway that they have out in front of the house. Mm-hmm. There's that. Th- there's the entrance to the driveway, and there was a big truck blocking that. That wasn't there today. There were vehicles all over the place, people all over the place. There could have been feds there. There could have been undercover feds there. Could have been. I don't um, know. You know, I'm any- not scared. I haven't wasn't doing anything wrong. Right. Anybody could have been there today. And Ed Brown and Elaine Brown just out moseying around having a good old time. But the way I see it, um, Ed Brown hasn't done anything wrong either. He hasn't hurt anyone. No, now, he has not. I, I know the he has not defrauded anyone either. I know the government wants um, him to pay taxes, but I, like I said, what in, what in what way has this obligation been engendered? Why does he have to pay these taxes? Right, that's what I'd like to know from you. If you can answer that question, how is it that taxes are an obligation? How was that created upon you? If you believe indeed that you're obligated to pay them, Certainly, you must be able to explain how the obligation was created, right? And don't tell me your parents told you so. That's not that's not an obligation. That's just something they advice. Were, yeah, that's just misleading advice. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. More about the Ed Brown concert. Also, a man who apparently won against the IRS in court. We'll share that with you uh, all coming up on Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line for you. It is the live Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can also join us online at freetalklive.com, where all the features on our site are totally free, including live streams, broadband version of the show, and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free right there, front page of the site at freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. Talking about... The situation today over at the Ed Brown household in Plainfield, New Hampshire, as you may or may not be aware, Ed and Elaine Brown, a couple in their early 60s, are now facing five years in federal prison for allegedly not paying uh, federal income taxes. And they basically said, screw you to the feds. Uh, we never said, uh, we never agreed to pay these taxes. Uh, we didn't pay them. We didn't hurt anybody. And we don't want to go to jail. So um, if you try to come and get us, then we're going to shoot you. 
And so that's pretty much the situation at the Ed Brown household. And, of course, a lot of people are in support of the Browns. And to help show their support for the Browns, there was a concert thrown at their household today. And according to uh, the union leaders, uh, the union leader, uh, which is a newspaper out of, I think, I think Manchester. I'm not sure. Is that a concert? It's like all of New Hampshire, I guess, basically. Anyway, local, state, and federal law enforcement agencies are on heightened alert today because of a benefit concert at the Plainfield home of federal income tax protesters Ed and Elaine Brown. Quote, there will be a heightened presence this weekend and adequate resources available to uh, the police chief and his department, said U.S. Marshal Steve Monnier in a telephone interview. We're working closely with our local and state partners to ensure that public safety is preserved. What do they think's going to go on here anyway? What normally goes on at concerts? Uh, let's see. People drink a little bit. and uh-huh. uh, they, Music's played. Right. There's, a lot of, there's some fun being I, had. I did see some very dangerous... Bratwurst being uh, roasted. Ooh, yeah, yeah. There was hamburgers. And I hot had one dogs. myself, as a matter of fact. Some potato and, salad. And I'll tell you about 45 minutes later. That was a dangerous bratwurst. <laughs> the uh, Live Free or Die concert going on all day today. We were there earlier. Ruby Ridge survivor Randy Weaver plans to make a speech, and the music lineup includes rock bands like Poker Face and The Law. Organizers bill the show as a benefit for the Browns, who were convicted in January on felony tax evasion charges, but have so far avoided apprehension by federal authorities, which, again, I contribute that. The fact that the Browns are either not dead or in a jail cell, I contribute all the way to, or all to, the fact that the Free State Project is in existence here in New Hampshire and that uh, people are able to really communicate effectively via the Internet. I think if it weren't for the Internet and maybe the Free State Project, these people would be, uh, would be either in a jail cell or dead by now. Hmm. Chief Gillins, he's the uh, police chief of Plainfield, said the town of Plainfield would not provide emergency services to the Brown House today in the event of an emergency. Now listen to this. He says, it's basically a lawless gathering. And people who go there should give thought to that. There's going to be people there with guns. And if they get out of hand, and if things get out of hand, rather, they're on their own. Now, here, I've got a question about this, too. Have the Browns been accused of not paying their property taxes? Well, actually, Ed Brown has now decided that property taxes are not worth paying. Okay. But up until well, recently... I would, too. Um, if, right. if, this, if this guy says that they're not going to get emergency services, they've cut off, uh, they've cut off what, water and electricity to his house. I think I wouldn't be paying property taxes either. Right. And I mean, I, whatever services you're supposed to be getting out of this municipality, you're supposed to be getting because you pay property taxes. We can talk quote about unquote the, services. We can talk about the property tax thing here in a moment, but I just wanted to uh, continue this story real quick. I, th- I found it very interesting that the uh, the police chief says it's a lawless gathering. Well, that's that's not really an accurate statement. And leave it to the government people to uh, to you know put a bunch of half truths out there. The Ed Brown gathering today was completely lawful. No one was harming anyone else at the Ed Brown Gathering. There wasn't anyone being defrauded at the Ed Brown Gathering. Does that fact, mean the food that, was free. Does it mean that any gathering where the cops aren't standing around with guns on their hips is, is lawless? Because it happens all the time. Mm. I mean, somehow people can get together and they can be civilized to each other without the cops being around. Right. Law, in my opinion, is common law, which basically says don't harm other people. And so if there's not any harming of other people going on and there's not any theft of property or destruction of property going on, then you have a lawful gathering. What uh, the, pr- the police chief meant to say is that the Ed Brown gathering today is not a statutory gathering. It doesn't uh, jive with their statutory man-made regulations there in Plainfield. In fact, the regulations say that if there are over 200 people gathering, they need to have a permit. Of course, they didn't bother to apply for any permits. The town doesn't think that there will be 200 people there, 
but from what we from what we were seeing when we were leaving around two o'clock this afternoon, I think by the uh, by by nightfall they could definitely have two hundred people there. Oh, so, I, I think that it was. It seemed it it seemed like a hundred was there yeah. before the concert started. So it so makes perfectly good sense. The to me. town is threatening the Browns with uh, possible fines if over two hundred people show up. Maybe that's one of the reasons the cops were out there watching people as they drive uh, drove by. Maybe they were counting heads. Not that they could tell really where those people were going, because there's a whole bunch of houses back there. They could have been going anywhere. It would be really strange if um, the the feds wouldn't go in uh, to get Ed Brown on tax evasion, but the county would go in as a uh, for a code violation for the amount of people that were there at a party. It doesn't make any sense. I want to go to the phones to somebody who is out there at the uh, the gathering today, the concert, the Live Free or Die concert at the Ed Brown household. It's Tim in New Hampshire calling from Lebanon. Hello, Tim. Yes, hi. Uh I would just like to point out a sort of anecdotal. I live near, I know Ed, nice fellow. I drove into the business where they are, and I invited him to dinner. And he said, oh, I'm too busy. And then he said, you know, I have more power than the CIA and the FBI put together. That's a quote. And why is that? Okay, my thing is, which is interesting, Insanity is a defense against all sorts of crimes. Uh huh. However, even the insane have to pay taxes. I would say there's some mental issues here. And uh, if anything, he could, my view is he could claim insanity and get off. Well, but, he's already been convicted, sir. But don't, but don't um, insane people not know it? Ed is delusional. <laughs> Well, now, I, I have uh, talked to Ed for a little while, and uh, he's not the most coherent of individuals uh, as far as his whatever his philosophy on life is. I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with Ed, but I do support Ed in that he doesn't uh, – I don't think he should have to pay taxes if he's not interested. I, I have no issue with that, but I would also take some issue with being a nice old couple. Mm-hmm. The dental business is predatory. Predatory? What are you talking Predatory, about? Predatory, meaning uh, the prices are exorbitant. Uh, what are you basing that on, sir? I find dental pricing to be very what? reasonable. Uh, you, you find $3,000 teeth reasonable? Three, um, yo, to have them implanted, you mean? Implants, root canals, crowns, etc. Well, I've had a root canal, and it wasn't $3,000. I can assure no, you of that. A crown was was also not $3,000. And if you compare dental care to, to um, other regular, health care? regular yeah. medical care, you'll see that it makes, a, you know, doing maintenance on your health, um, on your teeth, which is good for your health, is a heck of a lot cheaper than uh, fixing the problems when they come up later. Right, and what's the, what's the relevance of you uh, pointing out that you don't like dental pricing anyway? What's the relevance? Yeah. Uh, Bottom line is, it's fat city as far as income goes. Really? So it's, what? They went to school a long time. There's the, lots. Of, right. Have you ever had a plumber out at your house? Right. The woman helped people um, make their teeth better. She deserves to get paid well. Tim, oh, thanks for the good. call. Appreciate that, it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. What the hell's wrong with making a little bit of money for providing services? Can you explain that to me? It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This 
is Free Talk Live. It is your show, the live Saturday edition. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go. We've got updates. Get signed up. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first if you're on the updates list. In fact, I sent out an update, I think it was yesterday, announcing that we've got a brand new Shrine around the Shrine of Female Listeners. Her name is Margaret, and as you may recall, Mark, she was there in our audience when we were live at Porkfest. She was? Or a young, a young, young lady listener. Uh, I signed her hat, as a matter of fact. You did. Uh, didn't we sign her hat back in... Uh... You signed her hat, uh, because she had a hat with a signature on it. She thought right. it was she thought it was mine. It was, in fact, yours. I'm like, that's not my signature. Oh, yeah. I signed it's it like, back Well, then will you sign mine? Sure. The Liberty Forum. So, anyway, mm-hmm. we've got a brand new Shriner up there. Send out an update about that. You can get on the list at updates.freetalklive.com. We're talking about the Ed Brown situation. Ed and Elaine Brown, a couple in their early 60s, in their, uh, staying in their home in Plains, uh, Plainfield, New Hampshire. They've told the feds who are looking to arrest them and throw them into a jail cell. They've told the feds that uh, they aren't going to jail because they haven't harmed anybody. They just simply kept the money that they earned and decided for themselves how to spend it instead of turning it over to the federal government. And that's why the feds want to put uh, want to put them in a jail cell. And the Browns have basically said, sorry, we're not going. If you want to try to take us there, then we're going to shoot you. Um, otherwise, we're not going to harm anybody. They're not harming anybody. We were out there at the Browns property today having some uh, some b- barbecue and mm-hmm. uh, just kind of talking with people. And I was doing some uh, some work for Free Minds TV, shooting some video footage and interviewing people. And uh, well, it was one a, of the reasons that it was I good went, time. Yeah, absolutely. One of the reasons that I went was to uh, I wanted to meet Elaine Brown. I felt like she was a, she's the really the human element of this story. Mm. Um, Ed's Ed's got his reasons for not wanting to pay taxes, and I support uh, him in the fact that he's done nothing wrong to anyone, and I don't see any reason for him to go to jail, and I don't see any reason for him to go down in a hail of bullets when he has never no. hurt anyone. But to me, Elaine Brown, who was sentenced um, by the judge and told to stay away from her husband, right? You know, she was uh, she was sequestered basically in her son's house down in Massachusetts by mm-hmm. court order, and she broke that order. She snapped the uh, tracking bracelet off her leg or something like that, somehow right. did that, and uh, went straight to Ed's house uh, after a In order a to be while. with her husband, you right. know, I mean, the, the, the love for her husband was greater than the courts that we have, and right. I think that's just great. For one, the courts shouldn't, should not be um, intervening between husband and wife, and, you know... She's a brave lady. I, 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 when you saw this this little... Older lady who you knew, who I knew, broke off that uh, little tracking beeper thing that they put on her leg and went to see her husband. Went to be with her husband in case something bad happened. It just it warms my heart. Right, she's been by his side ever since. And it's just an amazing story. And so I just wanted to share some more uh, thoughts on this. We just got off the phone with Tim in uh, Lebanon, who I thought was a different Tim. I thought it was uh, one of our uh, Free State Project members that was out there. Lots of people in the world named Tim. Um. But Tim had called in, and he was kind of trashing on Elaine Brown for being a dentist. And uh, <laughs> everybody's got some some uh, you know group that they dislike. Apparently, his thing's dentists. Right. I I like taking care of my teeth. I don't mind going co- a couple times a year for teeth cleaning and that sort of thing. And I find their pricing to be fairly reasonable. The and reason it's set though. The reason it's reasonable is because I mean, is there some kind of dentist dentist cabal out there? I mean, are they all getting together and fixing prices? Because I don't think so. That's how the free market works. If a dentist is Price too high. Some other dentist comes along, prices themselves a little lower, right. and uh, scoops their customers away as a result, or provides better service, or does something like that. Pricing set by the free market um, or close to it in dentistry, certainly a certainly lot closer. more so than the rest of the medical world. Absolutely true. The rest of the medical world, uh, fifty cents on every dollar spent by the federal government. 
So, they say how much things cost. So he was very upset that Elaine Brown was making so much profit at her uh, her dental business. And she'd been doing it for years. She was a very established dentist there in the Plainfield area. I guess her office was actually in Lebanon, but um, wherever. And uh, she was very established, had some clientele, and people are obviously happy with her services. Otherwise, they would go across the street or they would go across town to the competition. So Elaine Brown made her money. She profited by making people happy, um, giving them pretty smiles. Um, and Everybody went there voluntarily. Yeah, I don't see what's wrong with... I mean, there's no, there's no reason to dislike them for that. Well, you know, I mean, everybody's got their thing, and he's, he's free to have it. That's fine, but... Uh, the, uh, he didn't even allege that there's some dark dentist cabal out there that, uh, you know, with a yeah. price-fixing, uh, tooth-fixing uh, sort of thing going on. I mean, it's it's ludicrous. Right. I guess he's upset because he is not as courageous as Ed and Elaine. Mm-hmm. He has not had the courage to stop paying federal income tax. So, like most abuse victims, he wants to continue the cycle of abuse, and he wants everybody else to be abused, too. If he's going to be abused, you should be abused, too. That's oh, sort think, of the mentality there. I think you're jumping to a conclusion. Maybe he just has something against dentists. Well, it could be. I mean, you know, it's difficult. We didn't, but he did we make didn't a, keep him on. He, he was, did make a statement, something to the effect of, well, everyone has to pay taxes. Did he, I did not hear that. Yeah, it was in the, uh, the beginning part of his call, which it's not the case. But, well, they don't have to. They choose to. Right. And everyone has chosen. I've everyone, seen numbers as high as 60 million Americans choose not to pay taxes. I believe For some it. reason or another, um, the feds aren't going after them. They can only track only so the, many down. It's only the high-profile cases they go after. Right. And now they are at an impasse with the Ed Brown case. They don't know what to do. They're not quite sure how to handle this. They know if they go in guns a-blazing, Ed's going to shoot back. They could lose a couple guys. Uh, it could it blow up into a big news story, making them look violent and awful. It'd be um, terrible if they went in their guns a-blazing and lost some cops. I mean, those cops have families. There's, right. w- there's women and children out there that love those guys. Yes, your husband died because he went after a guy who decided he wanted to, you know, he was a pest control guy in, in his Decided uh, he didn't want to pay taxes career. and never yeah. hurt anybody. Right. So... 800-259-9231, if you can explain how ob- an obligation is created um, that man- that makes it so you have to pay taxes, I still would love to hear from you on that one. But just a little bit more information on what's going on over at Ed Brown's house today. The law enforcement officers in the area, Plainfield, New Hampshire, and the federal government, they're saying uh, to-, to people that are considering going to the uh, the concert, they're saying they're on heightened alert. Because of the benefit concert there, Monnier, the uh, federal office, or official rather, said his office is actively investigating several supporters of the Browns and could potentially file felony charges against them for, quote, aiding and abetting the Browns in their continuing obstruction of justice. So we're not really sure yet what that means. The feds have sort of been huffing and puffing about how they're, we're going to investigate people. We may bring charges. We might bring charges. They've been sort of saying that for a few months now. and. They haven't really brought any charges against anyone else, and they've been threatening, saying that if you bring Ed Brown any ammunition, then you're definitely going to get charges, and they haven't really specified anything else. They I imagine said, Ed Brown has all the ammunition he needs. Probably by this point, yeah. I would think that's the case. But they haven't specified what the other things are. What is? What do they mean by supporters of the Browns? Are we supporters of the Browns because we showed up at the concert today? Are we supporters because we talk in favor of him on uh, on Free Talk Live? I don't know. Uh, again, we're not really sure what supporting the Browns mean. Are you a supporter of the Brown? If you can, the Browns, if you contributed, a, you know, a buck or two to their their fund to help them su- uh, support the concert today, because the food was free, they weren't charging admission mm-hmm. or anything like that. 
Does that mean you're a supporter of the Browns? So we'll see what happens. We'll see if they actually follow through with their threats and actually bring any charges against anybody. In the meantime, Ed Brown has uh, refused to pay Plainfield property taxes, according to the union leader. In addition to the federal income tax, Ed Brown has decided to stop paying property taxes to the town of Plainfield. Brown, uh, who was convicted in January of felony tax evasion, has now stayed current, up until now, rather, has stayed current on his town and school taxes. He said, quote, they don't provide me with any services, so I'm not going to contribute them uh, to them anymore. He said, it's over. Uh, the argument differs from his views on the federal income tax, which he says is unlawful and, you know, goes in, then goes into his show us the law thing, which, again, I don't necessarily agree with. But, yeah, up until this year, he had paid the Plainfield property taxes. Then this whole federal government thing went down, and the Plainfield bureaucrats and elected officials started coming out with letters to the newspaper and official proclamations basically asking the feds to go in and, and raid Ed's property. Uh, they don't like they don't like the fact that Plainfield is becoming known for being the the home of Ed Brown, which of course really is a um, a problem with collectivism more so than anything else. Anybody that knows uh, the the real world knows that Plainfield is just a plot of land, and there are different individuals that live there. Sure. And those different individuals can do all kinds of things in their lives. They can um, be honorable, or they can hurt people, and just because you've got a scumbag living in your community, and I'm not saying Ed's a scumbag, but we live in Keene, New Hampshire. I'm sure there are people that have committed crimes here in Keene and beaten their wives and that sort of thing. Does that taint the entire area? Does that taint every person that lives in Keene? I don't feel tainted. 800-259-9231. So Ed Brown has basically said that since the city is ignoring him and they've they've assisted the feds in shutting off his power and that sort of thing, then he's just saying, screw you, I'm not going to pay property taxes either. So he's just a very brave man. We'd love to hear from you. 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. Live Saturday show. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features totally free, though we do ask you voluntarily support the show by shopping with us at store.freetalklive.com. Great Free Talk Live branded merchandise and more all right there for you. Store.freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL, like Free Talk Live, FTL, to save. I think it's, what, 10%? I believe so, yes, 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. It's fast and convenient. All right, so uh, still talking about the uh, the tax situation, and believe it or not, uh, no one has called in to explain how it is an obligation is created on you to pay federal taxes. It's probably the first time anybody's ever asked them that question. It probably is, and uh, and it makes sense that you can't come up with an answer because... There is no answer. There was no contract that you signed. There is no agreement. There is no social contract. It's a fantasy. If there was a social contract, I would have signed it. Precisely. And go ahead, put a contract in front of me, and I'll read it and tell you if I'm interested in it. That's never happened in the history of my lifetime. All I know is that when I was in my teenage years and I got my first job at Kmart when I was 16, my parents told me I had to pay federal taxes. I figured, well, my parents must know. So I'll go ahead and do what my parents tell me to do. I didn't like it. I sure as hell did not like seeing that 25% or whatever 30% being taken out of my paycheck. 
And, of course, I didn't get to see the other 7.5% that uh, gets taken out on the business's side for the Social Security money that I would have been able to keep. So I didn't really even know how much was truly being taken. And I can tell you for sure, um, you just don't have to pay Social Security. Uh, we've seen a letter from the Social Security office. The guy said, you don't have to pay. Yeah. I haven't been paying for uh, over a year now. It's been at least a year, if not more than that, for me, maybe two or three years. I don't even remember. I'm not paying that stuff. Look, Social Security's a racket. Yeah. I mean, it's a Ponzi scheme. If you take your money and you put it away into savings because you're going to get old or die at the very you should plan for getting old, uh, you better have some money waiting. And the Social Security, you know, it's a terrible plan. It's also rather bigoted and racist, in my opinion, too. Right, because it benefits uh, white women over pretty much everybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, rich white women. Correct. And when, you, when you think about it, um, who lives longer, white people or black people? Uh, white people. White people generally do. And if you think about who lives longer, men or women? Women. Right, and who lives longer, rich people or poor people? Rich people, because they can afford more stuff and take care of themselves. So who's taking, who's sucking up all the Social Security dollars? Rich oh, white women at the correct. expense of poor black men. And it takes uh, three poor black men to pay for each rich white woman's Social Security. There's all kinds of reasons to not want to be involved in the federal government system. I mean... Yeah, you may realize that Social Security, is, uh, so- Social Security is a raw deal, and you may want to back out of that. But also, you might just decide that you're kind of tired of how the federal government spends your money. That maybe you don't agree with, say, the war in Iraq and Afghanistan or other initiated wars of aggression across the world. Uh, you don't agree with the 700-plus military bases in over 130 uh, countries around the world. Maybe they, you know you don't agree with uh, communist wealth redistribution programs like welfare. And who knows what your gripes might be about the federal government. You, if you are not interested in funding their uh, their activities, then you shouldn't have to. Right. I mean, you know, I get to, I get to decide uh, what my plumber, uh, you know, which plumber I want to hire based on anything I want to hire him on. If I don't like the fact that he's wearing a blue hat, I don't have to hire him based on that. I should have that kind of decision. So Ed Brown has basically taken that position. He said, you know what, I'm not interested in supporting this government. Um, I'm going to keep the money I earn and decide what to do with it. And now they want to throw him in a jail cell. There's a concert going on today to benefit Ed at his house. Anybody's invited, as long as you want to show up and have a good time. Uh, The chief, one of the heads of the U.S. Marshals, Stephen Monnier, said that just being a visitor at their house doesn't necessarily rise to the level of being a criminal offense, but if there's a course of conduct, it could be. Not sure what that, what that means. Uh, last month, the U.S. Marshal's Office cut off electricity, telephone, and Internet service to the Browns' house. And Ed Brown said yesterday he no longer receives his mail. Uh, Monnier said additional measures designed to make the Browns less comfortable might be forthcoming, though he would not elaborate. Now, we also know that they surrounded his house a few weeks ago. It was probably about a month ago at this point that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the federal government came into Ed Brown's neighborhood, started taking people out of their homes, ordering them to leave their own homes, not the Ed Brown household, but their surrounding neighbors, ordered them out. Uh, They had guys in armored personnel carriers dressed in camo with black face paint on. There was one of the Ed Brown supporters who was just taking a dog for a walk that was arrested and harassed by the police. We met him today. He was. Uh, they ordered him out of the state, told him to go back to New York. He's back at Ed Brown's house now, which uh, is very brave on his part. I would agree. But, uh, you know, the, the the cops are doing everything they can to get Ed Brown to come out on a voluntary basis. They they don't really seem to want to go in with guns a blazing and I think that's good. I Thank think goodness. it's a step it's a step in the right direction. And the, the, you know, the question is how long can Ed Brown hold out? Is he going to be able to survive uh, another winter without power? 
I mean, he is in his early 60s, so he may still be spry enough to go out and collect firewood and that sort of thing. And I'm sure some of his friends will have it delivered if that's, you know, if that's yeah, I, necessary. Yeah, I think the firewood's probably a given. Right, because he's not going to have power for heat, so he's going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. He does have uh, solar power panels, doesn't he? He does. I don't know how much I saw that, a windmill, too. There's a windmill there. I don't know how much that gives you, though. I'm not I don't sure. either. I don't know if solar power is enough for heat in the wintertime in New Hampshire, especially if the sun's not out. So that might be a factor. Anyway, Ed Brown says he has not threatened violence. He has instead warned that if federal agents storm his house, he'll defend himself by any means necessary. His wife said no one would need to talk about violence at all if the government would simply produce the law that makes the Browns liable to pay federal income tax. She said if there was such a law, what would be easier than to show it to us rather than to go through all of this and millions of dollars in expense? Now, again, the IRS is going to come back and say, well, the courts have ruled that there is a law. And the courts have ruled, I think... That there is a law, and some courts have ruled that there isn't, and, you the know... Courts, the courts could rule that I'm a, the Queen of England. It wouldn't make that so. Right. Look, if there's a law, bring it out. What's the problem? I mean, if there's a law that's, that says that um, Americans have to pay income tax, bring it out at the trial. Why wouldn't they let um, Ed Brown talk about this law? I don't understand. It's his trial. They did let Ed and Elaine cover some things, but not everything that they wanted to cover. And as far as I'm concerned, it's a kangaroo court. Yeah, it was a screw job for sure uh, in that federal court. And that's why the uh, the Browns walked out. They said, you know, we've had enough with this. So we're not going to deal with this anymore. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI line for you. So if you just want to comment on just the general state of affairs in this country in regards to, you know, maybe you're somebody that doesn't pay income taxes, the federal income tax. If so, why? And how long have you been getting away with it, so-called? Have you encountered any issues? You want to share your story, 800-259-9231. But overall, the event was very good today. It was, I was glad we went out there uh, to, uh, to, to show support for the Browns. And, of course, they continue to stand up for your freedoms. As most people in this, in this country have been completely defeated, have been completely cowed by the government, they're scared to death. Uh, we went up with Toby, who occasionally hosts our show, or co-hosts the show on Tuesday nights here on Free Talk Live, and he also hosts a television show called Free Minds TV. And Toby said his mom, he couldn't tell his mother that he was going up to Ed Brown's house. She would have been scared S-less if, uh, if he had done something like that. Mm. She is frightened to death of the federal government. She thinks they're going to pick up Toby and put him in some sort of a detention camp or that they're going to do something awful to Toby, maybe arrest him or kill him or something like that. And really, the fact that his mother feels that way about the government should really say everything. It, it should really say everything about where this government has, has grown to and, and, uh, and what it has turned into. Right. I couldn't tell you whether it's the majority of the population or, or some large minority of the population that pays their taxes because they're scared of what's going to happen to yep. them if they don't. But I would guess, I would just venture a guess that that's the majority of the population. There may be some happy people out guess. there. There may be some happy people out there that just love the idea of paying taxes to the government because the government's so good at the use of taxes yeah. and they're so efficient. And I just love the things they do with it. I love the way they feed the poor people, or at least some of the poor people that fill out the paperwork and stuff like that. And of course, there's the people that filled out the paperwork and have been living on uh, welfare for three generations. And, you know, maybe they love the Social Security system, even mm -hmm. though it uh, brings far less uh, dividends than, oh, I don't know, an IRA. Um, and, or maybe they love the idea of going to Iraq and killing brown people by the thousands. There I are the government what the, lovers, What the reason sure. is that they love paying taxes, but there's probably some people out there that love to pay taxes. I don't think most. I don't think it's 10%. I, I would imagine. Make, that would make a very interesting Gallup poll, some sort of a scientific survey to actually find out how Americans feel about, uh, about paying their taxes. 
I think you're right. I think it's the vast majority. They've, they've, they're sick and tired of it, but they're just too damn scared to do anything about it. Well, Ed Brown isn't too scared. He refused to pay. And then when, it, when the time came to stand up to the feds or bend over, he stood up and continues to stand. And as he continues to stand, more and more individuals are getting up to stand behind him. They may not be as courageous as Ed, but they do understand that showing Ed support, whether or not you agree with his political belief system or his religious beliefs or whatever, not the issue here. No, I don't see why it would be. The issue's freedom, and the freedom to keep the money you earn. Decide for yourself how to spend it. Hour two's coming up. You take control of the airwaves. One man has defeated the IRS. We'll tell you about that coming up. You can also bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. As we roll into hour number two of the live Saturday edition, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give them away. So enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. So we started the show talking about a uh, situation here in New Hampshire involving uh, Ed and Elaine Brown, a couple of uh, people that have decided that they decided during their uh, their lives in the working world, they're now both retired, but they decided in their working world lives that they thought they could dis- um, choose um, how to spend their own money, that they should be able to keep all the money that they earn, spend it, save it, and give it away in the ways they thought were best. Now the feds are after them uh, for not filing income taxes and all of that, and they're holed up in their uh, Plainfield property, Plainfield, New Hampshire, and we were actually there today. But let's continue on with the, the tax topic, because it's pretty important. Taxes are everywhere. They're the big, biggest expense of your life. Uh, yeah, you're right about that. Even, bigger than the house and car payments combined. Absolutely. If you, you could will spend more money on taxes than you will on anything else in your life. If you could retain all of that money, then you would be so much more wealthy. A portion of it. We would all be so much more wealthy. And the reason for that is because, yes, if you are paying money to the feds, that money's still out there, but it's not being utilized as effectively. See, when you spend money for yourself, while you may make some mistakes and you may not get you know, the best deals at all times... You're, you're better equipped than anyone else to decide how to spend your money. Right. Absolutely. Better equipped than your wife, better equipped than, uh, than anybody else. Oh, I don't know. Apparently my wife is far better equipped to spend my money than I am. But, uh, it, you know, the fact is, when it comes down to government, they always build things uh, for, they, for far more than they cost in general. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, they're, they're usually not as good as they would be if, you know, uh, private company uh, built them because you know you care about what's getting built for you right whenever you hear about these road projects or uh, public building projects they're always rife with corruption and you know falling apart i mean just take a look at the as as the best example i can come up with look at the big dig in boston every town has its boondoggle decade and a half but the big dig is really the boondoggle to beat all boondoggles yeah They've uh, been tearing up, in case you don't know what it is, they've been tearing up uh, certain areas of Boston to do road work for just over a decade, and it just keeps costing more and more, and the deadline keeps getting extended and extended, and it's just a, it's just a nightmare. 
but again, it's back to the idea of who can spend your money best. Even if you believe your wife can spend money better than you, Mark, you were able to make the decision to give that responsibility to your wife. That's correct. So you made that choice. And when you're deciding for yourself how to spend your money or you decide to hire somebody or ask someone to decide for you how to spend your money, you've still, you're, you're still in control of your dollars. When somebody comes in and extracts a percentage of that money from you, who you don't even know, these are total strangers. I don't know the people that are demanding money from me in the Social Security Department and the Medicare and, and uh, the IRS. Those are strange people to me. I don't know who they are. I don't, certainly don't trust them. I mean, if I gave you some money, Mark, you'd probably do an okay job at spending it for me. Um, I'd, I'd do a better job because I trust myself, but I would never hand my money to a total stranger. Unless it was like a private charity or something like that that was asking me for for my money, and I decided, yeah, okay, I like the way these guys spend money. I like how they help people. I'm going to voluntarily give them some money. But when a total stranger comes in and extracts a percentage of your income and then goes proceeds to spend it on whatever sort of things that they want to, usually spending it with people who are politically connected, uh, rewarding their friends, so to speak, uh, they, they never spend the money in the way that you would have. You can't possibly get the same value for your dollar by turning it over to total strangers. Well, I'm not 100% sure that there aren't instances where you can't get uh, a consultant to spend money better than you would. But um, If you're talking about like investing in that sort of thing, again, right. you're hiring someone. You're voluntarily hiring someone based on a track record, based on you know their credibility, based on a recommendation. There's a voluntary process there. I'm talking about strangers taking your money from you by force. If a brigand comes and, and robs you on the highway and takes half of your gold or half of the cash in your pocket and says, don't worry, I'm going to buy something for you. Just wait. I'll send it to you in the mail. It's going to be a very nice little gift. I'm going to buy don't, I'm going to take some of the money. I, yeah, I'm going to spend it on my grandmother and you know spend it on my wife, but I'm going to buy something for you, and I'm sure you're going to like it. What are the odds the brigand is going to give you something you, you actually wanted? Uh, not likely. Yeah, not very likely, because he doesn't know who you are. He doesn't know what you want in life. He doesn't know what your priorities are. He's, he's stolen your money, and he's going to do as he damn well pleases. And if the brigand decides to come back to you and you know gives you a $10 gift certificate to McDonald's, are you going to get down on your knees and thank him for it? Because that's what's going on with, a, with the government. They take a whole bunch of your income, and then they return a portion of it to you in some cases. In some cases, people don't ever see a dime of it. But in, in, in some cases, you get a portion of it in so-called services, services that you never asked for, services that you never hired, services you don't require in your life, you aren't necessarily interested in. It's an awful deal. It's absolutely it, true. And there's nothing else in life that operates like it. Nothing. When you go to McDonald's or Walmart or a family-owned business, you're choosing to walk through their doors. You're choosing to, t- to pick a product off the shelves and lay down money in exchange for it. It's not exactly true. There, there are um, organizations that operate like the government on a smaller scale. You we mean call them gangs? gangs. Okay. They give protection. They take, hey, you know, some, something bad could happen to you if you don't uh, pay a little protection money. True, but most people don't encounter gangs in their lives. Most most people, through their daily lives, are not extract. They don't have an armed brigand show up and point a gun in their face and extract money from them. I would say, Mark, that most people don't experience that. Thank goodness, because it's an awful experience. If you've ever been robbed or, or been, uh, been assaulted or attacked by somebody who's looking for cash, it's, it's a scary, frightening, uh, very earth-shattering experience. So they're not necessarily used to having the Crips and the Bloods roll them for cash, but the government does it every single week. 
Every single week in your paycheck, the government just hopscotches right on over the whole pointing, uh, pointing guns at you um, part and just takes it. Because well, the, business owners will just do it. They'll do whatever the government asks them to when, do. When, when mobsters come into your business, they don't show you guns immediately. They just threaten. Just their very presence is a threat. Right. And, you know who they are, that sort of thing. And, and that's absolutely true. I, I think that that's how it goes with the government, too. The, you know, their very presence is a threat if you don't pay your taxes. Right. And most people know it. But they refuse to do anything about and it. Now, and then people are probably thinking to themselves, well, how, well, what are we going to do without taxes? Somehow the federal government operated before 1913 completely without federal income tax. Yes, they sure did. How did it happen? In fact, I think Ron Paul... We were still one of the most prosperous nations on the planet at that time. I think Ron Paul has even said if you cut out the federal income tax today and you leave all the other awful federal taxes in place... I think the, the didn't he say something like the federal spending levels would go down to like 1990 range? Like if you just got rid of the federal income tax, there'd still be something like over a trillion dollar federal budget because the income tax is while it's a big chunk, it's certainly not all of it. Hmm. So we could get rid of the income tax today and drastically cut down the size of government and then maybe move a little bit further. Anyway, I, um, Jim or uh, yeah, Jim emails in here and says he's going to explain to us Mark why taxes aren't thievery. Cause, oh, good. Because we've pointed out that we believe that when someone takes a percentage of your income without your consent, that that's theft. Okay. That you're kind of a slave. He says, you claim that it's thievery because government will come with guns to extract your taxes if you fail to pay. But why is this a robbery? Is it any more of a robbery than if an independent merchant was to take your money with a threat of force if you refuse to pay after benefiting from a service they provided? No, it certainly is not. Okay. And the merchant is certainly not committing robbery as he is simply uh, completing a business transaction. Well, a business transaction is something that you entered into voluntarily. I mean, generally, if a merchant is charging me for something, I have signed a piece of paper or at the very least, in some way or another, acquiesced to their service. So he goes on. He says, you claim that taxes are thievery because people wouldn't pay if taxes were made voluntary. Your argument proves nothing other than that people would rather not pay for services if they don't have to. Is, that might be some people that might be very well be true. Is paying a merchant for a service illegitimate simply because people wouldn't pay for those services if payment was made voluntary? I don't know what that means. I don't know either. I have to read it again actually, but uh we will. I'll I'll jump back to this and we'll recap it here in a moment because I did not volunteer into the tax system. I did not ask for their services, and if you come by and paint my driveway without my permission, there was no contract. There was no agreement. It's like if you get something in the mail, you never you never ordered. It's right. yours. I didn't ask. So if these if these federal people want to insist on providing these services, these unwanted services, because I don't want them. If they want to insist on providing them anyway, and then insist on billing me for them, where's my obligation to pay? More on the way. This free talk live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away. And those features include the wiki, over 1,350 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like a listener-editable version of our website. See what I mean by heading over to wiki.freetalklive.com, W-I-K-I. 
freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your, uh, to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI, check out their banner at freetalklive.com. It's right there at the top of the page. Or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359 for SACL CAI. Nice folks to do uh, national-level collections with. Absolutely. So uh, we're reading an email from Jim on the whole taxes are thievery issue, which, which we take that position frequently here on Free Talk Live to point out very simply that if someone is confiscating a percentage of the money that you earn, then you're a slave to that person, to whatever percentage they're confiscating. If they're taking 5%, you're 5% a slave. And if you're 5% a slave, you might as well be all a slave. Because you don't own that 5%, even though you worked for it, and you've got no say in how it's spent, and, and uh, you didn't ask them to take it from you, you didn't ask for their services. But Jim, or Jim who emails in, says, you claim that uh, taxes are thievery because people would not pay if taxes were made voluntary. And I've never claimed that. Taxes are thievery because they're taking money from you without your consent. That sounds like thievery. Yes. Taking it, things from people without asking them for it, even if you give them something in exchange for it, is stealing. He says, your argument proves nothing other than people would rather not pay for services if they don't have to. Is paying a merchant for a service illegitimate simply because people wouldn't pay for those services if payment was made voluntary? Well, once again, he's confusing his issues. He's confusing merchants who do business on a voluntary basis with the government who does business on a coercive basis. They're the, on, they're the organ, only organization besides the mafia and other criminal gangs that points guns at people for a living. They don't actually create valuable products and services and offer them in the marketplace on a voluntary basis like all of the rest of us do. They have to point weapons at people to get them to buy them. They have to threaten to take their homes away, threaten to take their cars away, and that sort of thing. He says, I think not. If you wish to prove that taxes are robbery, you must prove that government does not provide you with any services. And as such, you would owe them nothing. I believe you would have a most difficult time in doing so. Well, that's not, that's not a, fair, um, a, a fair representation of what robbery is or isn't. I mean, if the, if the government or anyone uh, takes your money from you and then you, gives you back something, let's call it uh, of lesser value, because that's generally how it goes. There are people out there that pay taxes that get back more value out of it, but um, you, generally it's lesser value. Then you're at the very, very, very least being stolen the amount that you've uh, lost out on from the service, um, you know, what the services are worth. Yep. And just because the government provides services, again, does not mean that anyone has consented to those services. If a, uh, a thug stops you on the street and demands money from you and then proceeds to uh, shine your shoes after he takes money from you, does that mean that you oh, the, the, that whole thing's okay because he shined your shoes and therefore strange. There's a, there was a service provided and so therefore it's all right that he extracted that money from you? I mean, who could make that statement? Can you? 800-259-9231. Let's go to Neil in California. Hello, Neil. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, gentlemen. How's it going? Great. What's on your mind? Yeah, I just wanted to talk about uh, about the nature of, uh, of citizenship as a contract as such. Okay. okay. Um, the, it, it, an excellent book to read on this, actually, is a, a, it's on the Internet. It's in the public domain. It's uh, Invisible Contracts by George Mercer. Okay. And Not familiar with it. 
<clears throat> well, it's actually a really good read if you get the chance to read it. Okay. Um, it talks about all these different invisible contracts that people en- uh, end up getting themselves in, which gets them caught up in this web of uh, you know paying taxes and things as such. Uh, the the uh, because basically the nature of uh, of citizenship is a contract and. You consent to the contract by not explicitly rejecting the contract. This is one uh, of the principles. That's how the government works. Right. This is one of the principles or the maxims in law, and I don't know what the maxim is. It's mm-hmm. some, it's basically a paraphrase of what you just said. If you are silent, if if someone who is practicing law or whatever comes up and says, "Mark, I decree that you owe me so and so," because I decreed it. Right. And you don't. Um, say well. Say otherwise. Say hey. Well, oh, I don't know about that. Let's discuss this. Where did the uh, you know the obligation for me to pay this to you uh, come from? If you just sort of ignore that decree and and it's made directly towards you, then you're essentially acquiescing to it by your silence. And that's like one of the maxims in law. And it's it seems silly. Like you would think that you could just ignore someone who sent you uh, who sent you a, a faulty bill, who sent you an invoice for a product or service you didn't buy. But uh, according to the law, in, in Correct me if I'm wrong on this, Neil, but according to the law, when the government bureaucracies make demands or send you notices, you you have to acknowledge them. Um, ignoring them is what they're actually looking for you to do, because then it places you in a position of dishonoring uh, what it is that they've what they've uh, communicated to you. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it, it, it has anything to do with uh, natural law, but uh, but probably it, it probably has its roots in uh, in uh, English law and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway. I just wanted to say, you know, this is uh, like, I, you know, I love this conversation, love this debate, um, but, you know, I don't think we should be worrying too much about it, right? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, for the near future, because the, the U.S. government's house of, uh, of, of accounting and all this stuff and all this money that they're stealing stuff, it is in so, it is such bad shape that it looks like it's going to fall like the Soviet Union. It very well could, and it'll be completely like the Soviet Union. It'll be completely unpredictable. Well, it's it certainly it's certainly true that um, the United States government will not last forever. Absolutely true. I mean, all governments that have Hooray! come, all governments have come and gone, and uh, that's just the way of things. I don't know when it's going to happen. Uh, some people believe it's going to happen soon. Some people believe it's going to happen because our uh, fiat currency um, is going to, you know, collapse. Some people believe that the, uh, the the American Union is going to take over where the United States left off. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of uh, possibilities. Well, the, you know, that uh, that brings up a question that I have uh, for you, Mark. Uh, you, you were saying that you don't want the uh, the federal government to go away, but if it does go away, would you consider trying to reestablish it, or would you prefer uh, doing business with a uh, with a private protection agency or state fifty state governments? I mean, just because the feds go away doesn't necessarily mean that the state governments will shut down. It's true as well. Uh, you know, I I would get my protection where I felt that I was getting my best uh, bang for my buck. It seems likely to me that uh, most of the protection that a uh, man could need, it's uh, it would would come in the form of you know just small arms that kind of thing and that locks be, on your doors that could be provided by a local security company pretty uh, more effectively I think than police or um, you know the the federal government. Now when it comes to uh, you know the Canadian Red Horde pouring across the 49th parallel to take over the United States, which seems like a very very unlikely circumstance. I suppose you probably should have a, a large military for that, and I don't know um, what we would do about that, but 
you know, well, they, there are private militaries after all. There are plenty of private militaries in uh, in Iraq right now providing security. There are mercenaries, yeah. There, there are. I don't know how one would contra- contract with them. Perhaps they would get a hold of you. So basically, Neil, the point of your call is to say that uh, you're a citizen until you say otherwise. Because if yes. you're silently consenting, then they can do whatever they want to you. Yep. Very good. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. One man apparently has actually won in court against the IRS. This happens from time to time. We'll find out what happened in his case coming up here in moments. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site for free. Archives included. An entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the site. Grab them up for free. They're on us. Freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click join us today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. Now, from time to time, there is an occasional case where someone will actually win against the IRS. Now, and I say win with some caveats. I mean, any time the feds or the government drags you into court, you're going to lose your time and probably your money as well. But... When I say win, I mean the man did not have to go to prison, right? What happened here, Mark? Well, um, it's it's out of the uh, Shreveport Times at ShreveportTimes.com. He was acquitted, and I mean he didn't have to pay a fine or anything like that, right? That's correct. All right, Shreveport attorney who has challenged the government for years in the legality of filing federal income taxes has been acquitted on the charges he failed to file returns. A federal jur- jury unanimously found Tommy Cryer not guilty this week on two misdemeanor counts of failure to file. And according to Cryer, the press... That's great news. Big big round of applause for Mr. Cryer. And according to Cryer, the prosecution dismissed two felony charges of tax evasion prior to the trial. Hmm. Attempts by the Times on Thursday to reach the uh, U.S. Attorney uh, U.S. Attorney David Washington and uh, Bill Flanagan, the assistant attorney, were not uh, returned immediately. The court could not find a law that makes me liable or makes my revenues taxable, Cryer said. The Supreme Court has ruled that the government cannot impose an income tax or anything but on anything but the profits and gains. When you work for someone, you give your service and labor in exchange for money. So everything you make is not profit or gain. You put something into it. Now, um, this is what is claimed in the uh, the movie America Freedom to Fascism by mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Russo. And I thought it was a great movie. I'm not 100% sure. I'm certainly no legal scholar, but they make a good case that that's the case. Yeah, I wouldn't be giving legal advice here either myself. Um, now, he's saying that if you're working for someone, you're not profiting from that work because you're trading time for money, basically, right? Yeah, but there's no gain. But what um, about what if you're selling a product? I would assume it, it, he's, the vast majority of Americans work for someone. It's true. And that's what he's claiming, that if you, if you work for someone, you don't have to. I don't right. know... Um, you know, it, I'm sure you can uh, con- contact uh, Mr. Cryer here. He's the attorney. Um, he would in, know better than Shreveport, I. And I'm sure that you can, uh, you know, uh, pay him for his services, and he will He'll tell you, you all kinds of uh, ways to get out of paying taxes. It looks, right. Apparently, he was successful in getting himself out. And to me, that says that people were beating a path to his door so they don't have to pay taxes, too. Absolutely. 
All right, let me go on. Um, Cryer was indicted last year on two counts of tax evasion. Evasion. That's not failing to file. Okay. <laughs> That's the felony. The indictment alleged that he evaded the payment of $73,000 in income tax in the, um, to the Internal Revenue Service during 2000-2001. Cryer created a trust listing himself as the trustee and received payments of dividends, interest, and stock income to that trust. According to the indictment, he also uh, was accused of concealing his receipts of the uh, sources of income from the IRS by failing to file tax return on behalf of that trust. Okay. I determined that my personal earnings were not 100% profits. Um, some were income, Cryer said. I refused to file. I refused to pay unless they can show me I have a lawful reason to pay. What I have earned was my own personal labor. I am giving something in exchange. I'm giving my property, and, I don't, and it doesn't belong to any, anyone else. Cryer says he's stopped filing returns more than 10 years ago. Hmm. After he investigated claims... That seems to be how long it takes them, by the way, for them to actually finally jump on you. It seems to take them, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years before they actually will do anything about you not filing. Well, they like to have it pile up so they right. can really suck it to you and take everything you own. Well, they want to scare you. And put you in prison for the rest of your life. And maybe not for the rest of your life, but you won't have anything when you get out. Most oh. people get railroaded. They get scared. They'll plea out, that sort of thing. This guy didn't. He fought all the way. And one. He contends the law does not actually um, tax personal earning. So that's the story on Mr. Cryer, and I think it's uh, right. pretty there, cool. There have been all kinds of claims. Uh, I mean, the, the, the anti-tax movement has a variety of different claims, and they're all very, very interesting. Some of them seem more well-researched than others. Uh, I think maybe what he may be referring to is that, according to some people's claims, that if you aren't a corporate entity, then you don't have to pay um, – you're not making profits per se because you know this could all have to do with legalese and legal definitions you know the definition of profit may be different in the the actual law in the statutes than what you think it is mm-hmm. this is what we found uh, found to be the case is that lo- words that you think mean something in english don't mean the same thing in legalese right. person can mean a corporation in right. legalese it does mean that in mm-hmm. fact person does not mean well, it can mean a person too it does not ever mean a man or a woman <laughs> as i understand it Okay, well, I, 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 like I said, I'm not a legal scholar. I wouldn't propose that it does mean that, but I know that a person can in, include corporation in the definition. That's correct, because a person is a legal fiction that was created by the government in order to uh, to sort of stand in for for you in their dealings. It's very confusing when, you talk, when you talk about these things because, well, and here's why, I know who Mark, they put in jail. It, it logically makes sense because if government was created by the people, and it was. There were some white guys back in the 1700s that created this uh, federal government. If government was created by the people, then they created a legal fiction. Because government doesn't actually exist. But it's, it's, not, it's not real. It's not tangible. You can't right. touch government. You right. can't it's, pull off a piece of government and hand it to it's me. It's a piece of paper. I could tear off a piece of the Constitution because that's all there is to it. It's, right, but the Constitution would simply be paper with writing on it in the right. same way that any piece of paper that has writing right. on it. Right. Factually, that's what the government is. It's the Constitution. That piece of that parchment with ink on it well, is the is if they the violated the Constitution. Is the government still uh, the the Constitution? I don't understand your question. Well, it, it, it seems to me that they violated the Constitution yes, in many, they absolutely many, many ways. Right. Yeah, that's not really where I'm going with this. Okay. But but uh, so that's what the government is. It was created by men, right? Mm-hmm. And so therefore, anything that the government creates cannot exist higher than the creators of the government, right? See, men created the government, and so the government exists 
supposedly it doesn't act this right. way right in theory it exists below man <clears throat> mankind right and so if the government agents those who are working for the government create some new fiction like a corporation or a person or whatever you want to call it they create that as acting Gover- as part of the government legitimately is the servant of the people right so therefore what in actuality it has become is the master of all of us right but only because you haven't stood up to it only because you've uh, acquiesced to it well, all you have to do the government and the, and its its agents have destroyed many men um you know throughout the throughout the the years sure they have and um they will continue to destroy them until but most men don't understand most men don't understand that they actually exist above the government that again if man created government then government created corporations and created these sort of other legal fictions because government is a legal fiction in itself so it can create other legal fictions none of these things can exist above the original man above you and i but we've been fooled to thinking differently and who can who can blame us we've been educated by government education system the government indoctrination centers known as uh, government schools they've taught you otherwise you know they've taught you that government is greater than mankind that uh, government is some some people some scholars even the socialists they believe that government created like government existed before man it's really insane i don't see how i don't see how they could either but you know these are the same people that believe that a social contract exists and that you've somehow agreed to it i mean there's all kinds of fantasy out there and that's all this really is it's fantasy it's let's pray it's it's like let's play pretend for adults with guns and it's really dangerous. That's basically all that the government really breaks down to. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll free line for you. So this guy has actually won against the IRS, which is great news. It does happen from time to time. And it looks like he won by playing within their system, too. Like, it looks like he took a real close look at their words. And he's an attorney, so he can read the legalese. You and I, we don't know how to read this crap. It's like a foreign language to us. It, it might as well be. Right, but he's an attorney, so he knows what they're actually saying in there. And he went and he dug through it. He looked at the definitions of the terms, and he said, okay, defini- definition of profit means blah 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 Not the same, necessarily, as the actual English definition of profit. And so he said, okay, well, according to your definition of profit, I'm not profiting. He apparently won. Yep. What do you have to say to that, you tax supporters? Who you don't want to pay taxes, called Tommy Cryer in Shreveport. Yeah, the tax supporters who've been silent for the entire show so far. 1-800-259-9231. I know you're out there, you government supporters. Go ahead, call in. 800-259-9231. Tell us why we're wrong. Please. I'd like to know. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, then help support us by joining the Free Talk Live Amplifier Program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to learn more about it. And the idea is simple. If you like the show and you like the fact that we give away all our features on our website for free, then pony up three bucks a month. That's all we're asking for, and it's totally voluntary. Unlike the government that wants to coerce you, we do it on a voluntary basis. Uh, you send in via PayPal or any major credit card or some of our alternative options, and we take that money in and we turn it around into promoting Free Talk Live to get the show on more radio stations around the country and thereby spread the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. Learn more at amp.freetalklive.com. You'll learn, for instance, about some of the perks you'll get access to. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Coming up, we're going to talk about a nude jogger. But first, to the phones into the fun. Let's go to John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. John, hello. Hello. 
Hi, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, first of all, thanks for going to Plainfield. Uh, I was unable to make it. I, I appreciate anybody that goes out there. My work yeah. schedule didn't allow me to, to do so. Not a problem, man. What's up? Uh, since you've been on, uh, uh, had a nice uh, experience. Uh, there was a car parked outside the condo here, and a uh, big sign on the back window. I recognized the car, guy that lives downstairs, another unit. Uh, it said Ron something, and I'm trying to look around the tree, and I'm saying, does that say Paul on the other side? And it did. So I was going, yo, dude, I'm yelling down to him. And so the car leaves and does a U-turn and goes back, and his girlfriend's driving. She says, are you yelling at me? Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling to you. I said, that's a nice sign you got. She says, you want one? <laughs> Come down and get it. Sweet. <laughs> you got a trunk full of Ron Paul signs. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really excited about. I'm, I'm really excited about Ron Paul's campaign. Um, it so, seems to me that he's just getting better and better, and and people are uh, noticing him more and more. And I would really love to see Ron Paul as the president of the United States. This is one of the one of the fun things about showing where you stand. You get to meet some some nice people, and I'm sure, like when you take a stand and you walk the playing field today, you get to meet some real nice people. It, it, just like these guys, I've seen them, but I haven't had a, 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 an opportunity to meet them. They're fairly new here. And, uh, you know, it gives me a chance to go down there and get to talk to them and ask them, you know, how they know about Ron Paul. Sure. And, and uh, get to ask them, oh, mention about, you know, nh3.com if they go to the calendar and they can find some stuff there if they're interested in other things. Well, it's talk funny, too. I mean, you're, you're right about meeting these uh, these interesting, active people. Um, they're very – most of these people are just regular folks, right? They're family-friendly, uh, um, young people, old people, people of all ages. And, you know, I was thinking as I was out at the Ed Brown concert today, Mark – uh, the way the, the the feds and the law enforcement agencies are painting these people, you know, oh, we're on heightened alert because of this concert in Plainfield. There's a heightened presence this weekend. You've got to look out. These people are armed. I mean, did you feel uh, under threat from any of the people that you were hanging around today, Mark? Were you scared at all by the people that you were hanging around? I mean, they were just friendly folks. I, I didn't feel threatened at any point. Did they, uh, did they appear to be wild-eyed crazies? Nope. No, no, not at yeah, all. Yeah, so, so so I get to meet these I get to meet these folks. I get to tell them about the calendar on nh3.com. Talk about a land and Ed Brown with them. And I mentioned uh, I mentioned them. But by the way, I'm listening to Free Talk Live. I said if you check that out, uh, it's a good show. And get to mention that. And I said, and by the way, if you get back to that calendar, I said along with finding demonstrations for uh, Ron Paul, you might be interested next Tuesday up at the federal court. Up in Concord, it's a different type of demonstration. We got a friend, Dave Ridley, who's being charged with uh, free speech, is what I like to call the charge. Hmm. Yes, uh, he, uh, Dave Ridley, he called in earlier this week to recap his story. Just uh, the short version is that he went into an IRS office to hand them a uh, flyer, um, which had his opinions on it. And they charged him with distribution of handbills for handing an IRS employee a flyer and putting another flyer down on another employee's desk. And now they want him to go to jail for 30 days and pay a $5,000 fine because he refused to pay the $125 fine they initially assessed him with uh, because of this charge. Which, again, if you look at the First Amendment to the Bill of Rights it makes it very clear that there's a right to petition government for redress of grievances, and that's right. all that uh, that Dave was doing. And now and he's Dave facing also jail. To the judge that if he doesn't, you know, particularly, uh, you know, go along with that, then you know, how about we go to the tenth? And Dave has mentioned that several times to the judge. But uh, since other folks are listening that may, you know, be in the area that might not normally be, they should go to nh3 dot nh3 and look at the calendar as well. And Tuesday morning up in Concord, there's an opportunity for them to take a take a stand again on the 
constitutional issue. Uh, they might be in they might be in town to support uh, Edna Lane, but they might want to also support somebody who's done probably the early groundwork on getting. Dave Ridley has done so much as an activist. Yeah, he's a very courageous man. Who Ed and Elaine were, he did the early groundwork on getting the word out. And even when, you know, as people frequently say, Ed's, you know, kind of a little bit, you know, difficult to get along with sometimes. And, you know, he's not a bad guy and such, but, you know, he can have differences. And, and you know, he did, he, he offended, well, he didn't really offend Dave, but he did something that would offend most people. And Dave said, you know what, that's not a problem. I still support the guy, and he still stayed active. Dave is one of those principled Ed and supporters that are listening. Keep that in mind, and and maybe you want to go over and support Dave on on uh, Tuesday morning. I know I'm, I I want to go, and some other people in the area do, and maybe I can talk Mark into it. I actually haven't even talked to him about it yet, but uh, we'll see, and hopefully I'll see you there, John. Thanks. I've asked one of the guys at work to come in early so I can get out and and try to. Try to get up there. Thanks for the call, John. Either way, if I do or do not make it, um, I mean, I know someone will be calling in with the story uh, to update us as to, you know, did they put Dave in a jail cell as they're threatening to do if up to I 30 make days. It, I need to come home and go to sleep and then go to work that night so I won't be able to call in myself. But gotcha. uh, I hope to see you there and uh, good to talk to you. Thanks, John. Have a great weekend. You 1-800-259-9231. So we will bring you the latest on the Dave Ridley situation. I mean, can you believe this? The man put a piece of paper down on an IRS agent's desk, and now he's facing 30 days in prison. It seems ridiculous to me, especially when I read the uh, First Amendment that says Congress shall make no law uh, respecting the establishment of religion, and then it goes on uh, preface to, and to petition the government for redress, redress of grievances. Apparently, you're allowed to redress your government of your grievances. And it seems to me, if he put a piece of paper down in the IRS office, that's part of his government. Let's go to the phones to talk to Paula in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live, Paula. Hello. Hi, how are you? Great. What's uh, on your mind? Okay, I've been listening to you, and I really like what you're saying. I just want to know what your opinion of the flat tax was. Uh, well, all taxes... Not good. Uh, yeah, all taxes are bad, Paula. They're, they're, uh, they're okay, coercion. what about... We still... If we just had a tax on sales tax, which would go according to what you purchased. In other words, let's say it was a 17% sales tax. If you wanted to buy a Ford, you would pay it on a Ford. If you bought a uh, Mercedes, you'd pay it on a Mercedes. It and seems to me that that's uh, shuffling the deck chairs of the, the Titanic. Um, I mean, r- really, you're just talking about restructuring the tax system. It won't no do anything. Tax. It won't no do a darn tax. thing to reduce the size of government, and that, to me, is, the, is a critical issue. There'd be no other tax. I understand no what you, uh, tax, uh, Paula. No that's that's really the chink in the armor of the flat tax is because the flat tax is a proposal to put a, a national sales tax in place and to uh, give every American family a welfare check, um, and and that in and of itself is a you know I don't like taxes, but let's let's go for that for, for a second. What it doesn't okay. do is it does not repeal the Sixteenth Amendment. I'll support your flat flat tax the day that the 16th amendment is repealed right but because uh, what i believe is going to happen is that we're going to end up before long with both an income tax and the national sales tax because the flat tax does not address the repealing of the 16th amendment it says we should repeal it but that's not part of the deal i'll I, i'll support the law that is the flat tax if um, it, in it, it states, and it only go into effect once the 16th Amendment is completely right. repealed. Which it doesn't say. And it doesn't say that. Now, now here's, let me tell you how the income tax came around in 1913. They said, hey, American people, wouldn't it be great if the government could provide all these little services to you? Let's just tax the very, very wealthy people. 
And so they placed a tax on the wealthy people, people making, oh, $14,000 a year or right, more. Right, because Americans love the idea of taxing the rich. Right, they hate gr- rich people. Right, it's, it's great to tax rich people because obviously they've hurt somebody in, in the process of getting their money. <laughs> but what happened was now everyone's getting taxed. And that's what's going to happen again. They'll and how did that happen? I mean, it, it, there's a real reason why everyone's getting taxed. Not only did they t- uh, tinker with the rules, but they also inflated the money supply so that mm-hmm. the old, uh, the old cutoff point where you were, uh, where you were going to be become taxed back in the old days, um, all of a sudden got uh, it adjusted. They didn't actually adjust the number, but the uh, the the amount of money in circulation increased, and so therefore more and more Americans year after year reached that cutoff uh, point where they were included in the tax system and now today everybody's included because uh, everything's been inflated so much so you can't trust politicians Paula to do, you know to do the right thing um, right. And, and in the case of this flat tax they're absolutely not doing the right thing they're going to add a new tax and they're not going to do anything to remove the existing taxes okay so I'm they well, check into it further. they <laughs> fooled a lot of people and, and here's one more thing to, to think about on this Paula is every time the government puts a program in place it sounds like or you know people bring a program to, to the government to be put in place it sounds like a good idea I'm sure welfare was a great idea um, in the beginning take care of some poor people so that they can get it back on their feet but what's it turned into three generations of Americans on welfare great call Paula we appreciate you making you. it 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll free line for you hour three is on the way and coming up kid free zones what are those we'll talk about them our archives website and podcast will continue to stay free but if you think other people deserve to hear this show Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. Launching into hour number three. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site we give away, so enjoy those on us. That, again, is freetalklive.com. Starting things out here, let's talk about a naked jogger. Mark, what's that all about? Well, I, I just thought this was a funny story, and you know, maybe we can get something out of it. The man who was sentenced, a man who was sentenced for 30 days in jail for taking his daily run while wearing only a stocking cap, gloves, and reflective tape. That's the funny. <laughs> that is the best part of the story right there. Um, Re- reflective tape said that he said that the nude jogging made him feel alive, according to police. Russell Rada, 49, told police that he had been running naked since he was a teenager and that he generally woke up each day around 4 a.m. Hmm. to conceal the activity from his wife. Rada reported running in the nude six miles a day, every day, weather permitting. Wow. This, <laughs> this is awesome. one wild, crazy thing that I do that makes me feel alive, police quoted him as saying. Rada pleaded guilty to a charge of indecent exposure, May 22nd. What's Jack- indecent about it? I don't know. Uh, he was doing it at 4 a.m. I don't imagine it's been, uh, you know, horrifying too many people. He's been doing it for years. Yeah, that's, that's very interesting. So the cops just happened to stumble on him, or was there a call made? Uh, you know, in the report, the responding officer wrote that he recalled um, several occasions over the years of a naked man running in the area. The hmm. officer said he spotted Rada by his uh, shoe reflectors as he attempted to cross a road. Rada told police that he didn't indulge his habit to disturb anyone or receive sexual gratification. He said he generally confined his running to open fields, wooded areas, away from roads. He wore reflective tape around his arms, ankles, waist, and thighs to avoid being hit when he crossed roads, police (laughs) report said. So, I just don't know. 
What's wrong with this? He's, he's uh, facing up to 24 months probation and $1,500 in fines and court costs. So he's not going to get jail time over this, just probation? Well, um, it, it's, it's up to he's, – he's sentenced to 30 days in jail. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I missed that. In. And um, I guess uh, 24 months probation. I guess he got that, that additional. I don't know. I want to hear from somebody that thinks this guy is getting what he deserves. I want to hear from somebody that thinks that there's something wrong with a 49-year-old man going for a new jog. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I don't see what the issue is. I don't see what's indecent about it. Uh, again, indecency and obscenity. Typically, their legal definitions usually have to do with uh, contemporary community standards, whatever the hell that means. Um, so no one can really say what is and what isn't indecent. It's up to you. It's your own tastes that should be deciding what is right. and what isn't indecent. And if you don't like it, then uh, maybe you should consider ostracizing the guy instead of throwing him in a jail cell. I don't know about you, but I'm not interested in paying for thousand dollars a year or however much it costs i mean whatever that breaks down to on a monthly basis a few somebody's going to have to pay for um taxpayers are paying for him to spend 30 days in jail right that's 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 a fact right and, and there's good, no good reason for it and he's being plucked out from the economy he probably has a job he probably works for a living and so for those 30 days not only will the rest of the taxpayers in the area be paying to house and feed him and clothe him but also he won't be generating any income at the same time he won't be generating products or services they're just going to pluck him right out of the economy because he felt like running with his clothes off who cares about that it, i mean really what's you know, the big deal I, I don't particularly want to see mr rada um jogging down the road naked i'm not looking for that and as a matter of fact he says he doesn't jog down the road naked he says he jogs in fields away from people it's clear really? that this guy does it for himself he's gotcha. not doing it for any kind of exhibition purpose um but i'm not looking i'm not, yeah, not, not looking ex- to, i'm not looking to see him or anything like that but it at the same time, I might I don't really want to see him jogging down the road in a skin tight uh you know uh lime green thong. Sure. Would that be legal? Apparently. I mean, what difference does it make? I, I don't see how it makes any difference. Who cares if you can see their unit versus seeing their package uh wrapped in uh, some clothing? A little bit of you know, material. Everybody knows what's there. Anybody who's ever learned about uh, basics of the basics of the human body knows and what And if your children got. don't know, Shame on you for not telling your kids yeah. what, what people look like naked. Right. It's not a turn-on. It's not sexy. A man jogging naked is the last thing that's sexy, and I wouldn't do it personally because there's just not, I don't know, it seems like it kind of be a little jingly and jangly down there, if you know what I mean. As seems far cold as, to me. I'm just yeah, not, not well, really interested in that reason. I don't, to me, you know, it's a, it's a strange activity. Uh, we had to go all the way to Detroit, Michigan, to get this story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like it happens everywhere in every community. Who this cares is a, if it does? It's very rare, and I don't see that it. You know, the guy's getting up at 4 a.m. Don't you think that people like if there was a guy that that liked to run um, run down the road completely naked just to, for exhibition purposes? Don't you think that people would just be mean or awful enough to him that he would just stop? I, would I mean, they would so. honk their horns, and yeah. go, oh, you know, some people would likely throw trash out their windows at him or they'd you know, yell him. things, at, yell things yeah. at him. They, you know, they'd make him not want to run down the road naked. I think that we citizens can take care of this whole naked jogging problem. Yeah, we don't need to lock people up. We don't need to spend taxpayer money. I'd li- I'd rather have my police out investigating real criminals. Right, absolutely. Know? This cop that picked this guy up shouldn't couldn't he have been back at the station going over uh you know old murder cases or something? Yeah, something. current rape cases, whatever. Vandalism. There's, there's all kinds of Theft. cases that we could have these police on. I mean, we're paying these guys to do stuff, and what are they doing? They're picking up right. naked joggers who've been out doing this at 4 a.m. for years. Real cases that actually involve harm being brought to others or their property. I think that's really the key. 
harm being brought to someone. Well, I guess someone could say that their eyes were burning by uh, seeing the man jogging naked down the street. But that's but just... he wasn't jogging down the street, for one. Let's presume he was, though. Let's presume he was just jogging through his neighborhood. What if somebody claimed that their eyes were, uh, they had to claw their eyes out because of that? Well, they would be clawing their own eyes out. That's true. Wouldn't, couldn't someone claim that they were clawing their eyes out because he was wearing pink running shoes, too? Sure, or letting his belly, his big fat belly, hang over his shorts or something like that. Anything. Sure. There's all kinds of unpleasant, distasteful things that people look at on a daily basis, and they manage to survive and live through it and uh, live to live another day. But it's just, it's just disgusting that people in this country are so uptight about nudity. Nudity is not sexuality. They do not equate well, it can. They can equate. I think if that there are is... some people that are um, that are caught up in that. And the the problem is, is that it's just you know the police go after people that stick out like this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that's that's really just it. They go after people that stick out, and the guy's naked, so he sticks out. So they pick him up. This is it's not really worth it. There's, I think it just all stems from the sort of the Puritan past of, of America. I mean, we've got some very hypocritical uh, laws, double standard laws in this country that say that, well, it's okay for men to jog down the street without a shirt on, but men cannot jog us down the street without any clothes on, but women must jog down the street with all of their, uh, their special parts covered. Women cannot jog with their shirts off as men can. Why is that? Because their breasts are larger. That, does that make any sense? No. Well, maybe it's because their breasts are sexier than men. Maybe because some horny attorneys or some horny lawmakers decided they just couldn't keep it in their pants and they wanted to uh, legislate against women jogging down the street. Because to me, there's nothing sexy about that. And if it were done more often, if a woman jogging down the street without any top on or walking down the street without a top on was done more often, then there would absolutely be nothing sexy about it. It'd be something that we're used to seeing, just like we're used to seeing guys shirtless. Nobody bats an eye at a dude that's shirtless. It doesn't matter if the guy has big breasts, because guys can have breasts. Fat, gentlemen, fat men can have breasts, right? Their breasts can be just as large as some women's breasts. And they're certainly as, uh, you know, they're not very, they're, they're certainly unsightly. I don't like looking at them, but I would never complain about it. It doesn't bother me that much. It's his body. If he wants to show it off, let him. Some people are going to laugh. Some people are going to not care. Some people might support him. Whatever. Let it, why can't individuals make these choices for themselves? Oh, men can make the choices, but women can't, right? How's that fair? I, I don't know. It's just all, it's all so strange to me. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Can you explain to me? Why it is that men are allowed to go around shirtless. Let's not talk about full nudity. I mean, we could talk about that if you want to, but let's just focus on the discrepancy between men and women going topless. Why is it okay for a man to be topless, but not a woman? Can you explain that to me? 800-259-9231. Many municipalities won't allow allow, uh, women to serve food uh, topless either. I guess because... uh, You want me to make a guess? Yeah. Okay, uh, because uh, their breasts produce milk and Can milk accidentally squirt could, in the food or something. I suppose milk could drip out of them. Oh, I please. guess I don't know. Well, then we might as well. Uh, then Seems we might unlikely. as well. Then we might as well make it so all servers have uh, you know a piece of tape over their mouths so they don't accidentally drool in your food as well. Yeah, they can spit while they're talking. Servers should also um, put a hair knit on or hair, uh, excuse me, a hair cap on to prevent dandruff and uh, you know uh, stray hairs from falling into their plates. I mean, it's just absurd. Why is there a discrepancy in the law between men and women going topless? 800-259-9231. Please, make it make sense to me. It's Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's the live Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark, join us online, freetalklive.com. Shred of female listeners is there. Dozens and dozens of ladies have taken the time to send us their validated photo. Ladies of all ages, shapes, and sizes and colors, they're all there. And, uh, in fact, one of our youngest listeners has just been recently added to the Shrine. Margaret's on the Shrine now, and you can see what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. Do you know if your hard-earned wealth is at risk? If you have a a business, there's a one-in-three chance you'll be named in a lawsuit within the next year, and that lawsuit could destroy your business and leave you penniless. KeepYourAssets.net. That's where they're experts in sheltering what you've earned. Go to KeepYourAssets.net and take their asset protection crash course today. That's KeepYourAssets.net. Let's go to the phones to the fun. Debbie in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Debbie. Hi. How's it going today, guys? Great. What's on your mind? Um, Well, I am a radio talk show host myself on WTPRN. Um, I'm Debbie Deborah Stevens. I have the rule of law on on Thursday and Friday nights okay. um, from 9 to 11 Central Time. And I just want to call in you guys' show. I have really been enjoying your show this afternoon a whole lot. Great. And you're talking about the topless thing. And I don't know the answer to the question that you asked, but I can tell you um, from my experience just uh, last week, I went to the Rainbow Gathering in Arkansas, which I've gone for many years, and it's a gathering of people in national force on public lands to basically just do their own thing. Sure, and we're very familiar with the Rainbow uh, family. Yes, and, and it's like, you know, you, people in the river, you know, this big, beautiful river, you know, half of them are naked, women, men, the kids too. It's like no big deal. I mean, it's just people. There's nothing sexual about it at all. You know, people just being themselves and natural and swimming in the river, and it's like, you know, there's kids running around, eight, nine, ten years old, whatever, you know, little little boys, little girls, and they, a lot of them don't have clothes on, you know, I'm sitting out there topless, other women are, right. it's like this, a 13-year-old boy runs past or swimming past, he doesn't even look at me, right, because he's totally some pe- not interested in my topless body at all, he's, all he cares about is Flashing water and pushing his friend off the the, sure. the, the bridge or whatever. You he know? may be interested at some point or another, but so I mean, he's going to be well, interested yeah. if he's interested. He's interested you with uh, at you um, interested in you with with or without clothes. So yes, I mean, that's it's true. true. That's true. That's very true. Um, you know, and it, you know the whole point was that you know there's just nothing weird or perverted about it at all, and the the police, the feds. We're coming down there every day, okay, many times a day, and arresting people for being naked or topless in the river. And it's a national forest. I think, you know what I think, Debbie? I think they are the ones that are the the sickos. I think they are the ones that are the perverts. I think they're taking their their perverted mentality where they think that nakedness equivocates uh, sexiness, and they're sort of taking that from their own mindset and sort of superimposing it on everyone else. They're figuring, well, if I think it's sexy for people to be naked, then everyone else must think so, and something's bad about that, something's wrong about that, so therefore we must put people in jail cells to teach them the right lessons in life, I've and heard, it's just sick. I've heard it come out of people's mouths that they felt like, uh, you know, different uh, carvings, like the Venus de Milo, that their nudity, that their, their pornography, that they should be done away with. Really? Right. Jeez. And, uh, well, but, see, I, I don't even know if there's a valid law that they were enforcing. 
See, this is what my, my show, me and Randy, we're going to be looking into. They set up a mobile temporary uh, federal magistrate court in Arkansas just for the rainbow. They had <laughs> 600 trials in one day, mm. okay, for just various crap. They were just searching people, roadblocks, you know, the, the so new So these were thing. federal charges? It a, it's a revenue money-making scam. They just want to go in there and arrest as many people as they can for whatever they can pin on them sure. just to make money. Yeah, the feds hate the Rainbow, uh, the Rainbow family. They, they hate it. They hate the fact that the, the Rainbow people are going out and having a good time, enjoying themselves, and cleaning up after themselves. And they hate the, they hate the fact that they're just a friendly group of people that, that knows how to, to have a good time and, and just likes to spend time with one another. And they try to just ruin all their parties and ruin their fun. And, and they, uh, they try to make us have permits. They want to require us to have permits. You don't do. have to have a permit yeah. to be in the National Forest. They try to give people camping tickets. You can't give us a camping ticket. This is public land. And then we say, oh, it's federal land. No, it's our land. Yeah, I'm it's pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that in the Constitution it doesn't give the federal government the authority to determine whether or not you have to wear a bra. I'm pretty Especially sure about I'm that. In the middle of the forest, give me a break. It's not even a national park. It's not a city. It's not inside any city limits. Right. No, it was ridiculous. The feds they were buzzing choppers like 30 times a day. Okay, and and me and Randy, we're going to take them down. We're going to hit them with with all these FOIA requests and demand that all the flight plans of all the chopper flights that they flew over, we're going to subpoena all the records of the, the, all the trials, the 600 trials in one day, all the people, what they got charged with. We're getting written statements from everybody as far as, like, them being searched without a warrant and Ray, Ray, Ray. We're not going to put up with this crap anymore. Good luck. Good luck with that. Yep. I think that, you know people have to ask questions. The more questions that are asked to the federal government, the, the more it's just going to show their illegitimacy. You know, right. uh, Debbie, I really well, appreciate Thanks, guys, so yeah. much. Hey, real quick, before you go, um, if you get a chance, head over to our website at shrine.freetalklive.com. Look at the Shrine of Female listeners there, and uh, consider sending us a validated photo, and we'll add you to the Shrine and maybe put a link to your show if, uh, okay, if you do thank that. You. Thanks, Debbie. Thanks, appreciate guys. the call. Bye-bye. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. So Debbie's on our side on this. Um, she agrees with us that it's silly that there are laws that are being enforced against people for just going around topless or being naked um what's the issue here why is there a discrepancy between women and men as far as going topless is concerned and beyond that what's the big deal about somebody being naked you know if i want to walk outside uh, if i want to walk outside naked into my front yard to get the newspaper in the morning and walk back in whose business is that I, I don't it, well I suppose to some extent it's your neighbors I mean you know they they could decide how they felt about it or or whatever and maybe if they really didn't like it they could come and talk to you about it that's fine I I don't have a problem with that and maybe if I wanted to I would listen to them and uh and acquiesce and and go ahead and put on some boxers. The and next if not, time. you'd just be the crazy guy that comes out and gets naked. the paper um, naked. Right. You know, I, I don't see that it would be that big of a deal. I don't either. I really want to know what the big deal is. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Scott listening on KGWA in Oklahoma. Hello, Scott. Yeah, how you doing? Great. What's on your mind? Well, uh, let me throw a little comment on what you just talked about. I think you guys should do your show next week totally naked. <laughs> no. Well, you know, I've been close to it. Uh, back in Florida, where we used to do the show um, from, uh, it was very hot in the studio, and I would typically be here in boxer shorts. And I was completely embarrassed for him. Well, see, I think most people over about the age of 35 don't look good naked anyway, and that's why they discriminate against those who do. Hey, but that's hey, not keep right. Keep it to yourself. 
I'm 36 and looking good. And that's not, but that's not right. I mean, that's your subjective opinion as to what does and what doesn't I, I really, look most good. Pe- most people in middle age or above don't look good. And that's true. They really don't. Uh, okay, now, what I'm talking about is this. I am sick and tired of party politics in this country. Hooray. The Democrats and Republicans both have been playing off against each other in what I call the world's most expensive, useless punch and judy show now for the past 12 years in Congress. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely with you on that. Scott, I want to let you uh, I want to let you continue on that line of thought. So hang on, we're going to bring you back, okay? Right. 800-259-9231. I think I'm equally as disgusted as Scott on this whole uh, party politic uh, politics BS. The Republicans and the Democrats, they're two sides of the same big government coin. There really isn't much of a dime's worth of difference between the two of them. We'll explore that idea coming up here in a moment. 800-259-9231. You bring up anything, this is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free numbers, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com. Bulletin board system awaits almost 250,000 posts. Over 1,600 people are around that number uh, interacting. There are serious issues. There are fun stuff. Uh, You'll find it all. At bbs.freetalklive.com. I guess there is fun stuff. bbs.freetalklive.com. Let's go back to the phone calls and return to Oklahoma, KGWA land. And Scott is on the line. Wanted to talk about the uh, the disgusting, despicable two-party political system. Scott, in Oklahoma? He's gone. Let's try Chris. Uh, well, uh, let's before we bring Chris on, let's comment on what Scott was bringing up, Mark. Uh, he was uh, pretty frustrated with the uh, the whole Democrat versus Republican, red state versus blue state, our team versus you, your team uh, mentality. And, and in this how country. Americans have been just sort of tricked by it, just gone along with it, and how um, really it one way or the the other, they're all growing the government. Yes. Uh, you know, supposedly the Republicans are the, government, uh, are the party of small government, and uh, George Bush has grown the government far more than Clinton ever imagined doing. Um, and the Democrats pretty much tell you they want to grow the government. Yeah, the Democrats are at least honest with you. They'll tell yeah. you straight to your face they want government to get bigger. They think that people, uh, you, know, you know, pretty much they're willing to say, you know, maybe not in these words, but... Uh, People are too stupid to take care of themselves. The government needs to do it. Right. And the Republicans will say the complete opposite and then go and do what the Democrats do, and that is make the government bigger. They've had their chance. The Republicans have had uh, total control of all three branches of government, and they did nothing but make government bigger and more expensive and more intrusive than Mm -hmm. it's ever been. And so I can totally understand why people are completely fed up with the political system. It seems like a total and complete waste of time. There are some exceptions. Ron Paul... He's a great guy, from what I can tell. Pretty honest dude. The very uh, he's he flies in the face of everything that's conventional politically. He's uh, you know it, it seems principled. to me like he's the only hope that the federal government really has of being anything anything close to legitimate ever again. Yeah. Um, you know I. It, it, to, to me, if, if uh, Ron Paul doesn't get elected, I just don't see any hope at all. So then if, uh, if Ron Paul doesn't get elected, does that mean you'll support secession? Oh, I think that uh, as, as far as uh, – I think that people believe the Constitution. The Constitution has legitimacy. I will not support secession. Here's a question I want to ask Ron Paul if we ever get him on the air. If you could push a button that would eliminate the federal government tomorrow, would you push it? Would you push it, Mark? 
eliminate the entire federal government? Eliminate the entire federal government. And I don't mean uh, screaming deaths for the, the people that work for it. I just mean eliminate that level of government. It would still leave the 50 state governments remaining. All of the little federal bureaucrats could go get jobs in the real world. Um, if you could push that, gu- that button and have it all go away, would you do it? I think that that would cause a cataclysmic effect. I, I think that Americans are expecting uh, expect government to be there, and you need to, they need to have... Yes, this would eliminate the federal government. Uh, it's like a magic button, Mark, because obviously the button will never really exist. Obviously. So the magic button would eliminate the government and have no cataclysmic, no. cataclysmic effect. But the catac- cataclysmic effect would, in fact, be what people uh, imagine. Oh, my God, where did the federal government go? It would go? eliminate the, uh, the How concept. How are we going to get, all, get our letters mailed from one place to the other? Now, obviously... There's UPS and FedEx yes, and all kinds t- of organizations. You're attaching my fantasy scenario to the real world, it's and just I'm so telling difficult. you that the button would also wipe out people's memories of the federal government. I don't. They wouldn't even know, know it was there in the first place. I think that um, you know what, what you're talking asking me really is: Would I get rid of the Navy? Would I get rid of the Army? Would I get rid of these? Uh, you know the things that legitimately the federal government is supposed to do. Well, you're presuming the federal government's legitimate, but that's another topic entirely. Let's go to the phones and to the fun and talk to Chris in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hey, Chris. Hey, hello. Hey, what's on your mind? I'm still on. Oh, this apparently is Scott in Oklahoma. Oh my! Yeah, We've had a bit of confusion there uh, behind the scenes. So, Scott, okay, now, welcome okay, back. Here, here's, here's the, the my, my con- conviction is. That about 80% of all the congressmen in Washington, D.C. are only pimping power. They don't really care about, about the principles of the Constitution or the people who they're supposed to represent. So of that's why I would like to see parties totally eliminated. I think they will be the death of politics in this country if we allow them to continue much longer. I don't see a bad thing with politics dying. I I mean, I'd be happy if politics died in this country. Please, let politics go away. Here's how I tend to do it, okay? If I were young enough, I would get a good webmaster to do me a website where I could then run for Congress, represent the people of my district, set up a, a series of questions, what do they want me to do, well, how do they want me to approach certain issues, and give them a list of options. Also, every bill pending before Congress, they could therefore vote on it, and in, in order to do so, they would have to pass simple tests on their knowledge of those, of those bills. They could also have linkage to those bills. Those bills could have the, the relevant points highlighted so they could, they could speed read it instead of dwelling through you know, 100 to 1,000 pages of You know, Scott, have you ever... Books. Scott, have you ever heard of... Then I would simply vote their their summation of what they want me to do. Right. Instead of me being there in a quiet room, you know... Scott, I totally understand where you're coming from. You're concerned with, you know, the lobbyists and their money, um, you know, influencing politicians more so than the constituents. But then again, I, I would make the argument, Scott, that it's it's a, it's a fantasy to believe that there can be such a thing as a representative government simply because you couldn't possibly represent all the people in your area. People collectively, though, have the right to make their own mistakes. No, there are no collective rights. wisdom in the collective intelligence. No, are you communist? Wait, uh, come on. There is in a handful of representatives who essentially are there for their own I don't agree. Do you agree with mob rule? Does Mike make right, uh, might make right? No, I didn't say that. Okay, well, now, there's no collective rights. I'd like to make that clear. There are only individual well, rights. Wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom. Just, on, just on bills, ig- ignore my friend here. He's I never going to... He's never going to... 
and, and probably seven of them could, could do a better job of representing my district than my congressman does right well, I now. believe you on I that. W- I would actually I absolutely agree. My friend is never going to agree with you at all when it has to do with any form of government because he doesn't believe that any form of government's uh, legitimate. I believe in self-government. But what I would say yeah, is... What, what I would say to you is that there's already um, – Downsize D.C. already has a bill that they're trying to get sponsored in Congress that would require every single congressperson, be it um, you know congressperson and senator, to read every bill that they vote on. Every before, page of it. Every page of it, every word of it. And I think that that would go a long way towards making right. our um, system more legitimate. Okay, now, one last thing. Yes, sir. You mentioned about, about doing away with the federal government going back to the 50 states. Yeah. Did, did either of you ever read the book, The Nine Nations of North America? No, I did not. No. Why? Okay, where, where they were broken up into regional governments based on, on common geography. I'm familiar with that. Ma- I've seen that uh, map. Yeah. Okay, I think maybe that makes more sense than one federal government uh, supposedly representing all 50 states, which it does not. I see some, va- I see some value in what you're saying. What, what it's saying is that there's a lot of, uh, say, western states that have a lot of things in common. Mm-hmm. Utah, Wyoming, Colorado. Right, Pacific Northwest, uh, but, uh, Southwest, it, it, Southeast. It still draws a lot of... It, it says yeah, that right. nine states make sense, and I like the idea of smaller and smaller states. Simply that way, um, you know, people can have um, you know, varying degrees of rules. For instance... Utah is very similar to Wyoming, except that all the Mormons live there, and they want to live under a different set of rules than the people in Wyoming do. And the people in Colorado, uh, like Colorado Springs, man, some of the most liberal places in the United States, they don't want to live the same way people do in right. Wyoming want to live. That's why you have a confederation uh, charter where basically the, the, you've got state rights, which uh, would be equal, if not superior, to the collective rights of, of this uh, regional government. I mean, yep. the state of Wyoming could therefore have its own set of principles which it, it could enforce uh, against the common uh, constitutional belief system of the whole, of that whole region, uh, which is part of the regional government. Gotcha. I mean, I've, been, I've been through most of, most of the western United States, and quite frankly, uh, they, we don't have a common country here. We, we like to think we do, but we really don't. Scott, thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. His phone's a little scratchy. Mm-hmm. 800-259-9231. I see where he's coming from, and, and in theory, having nine uh, federal governments would be better than one federal government. That much is true. But at the same time, if we're going to have nine, why don't we have 50? I mean, let's have 50. More competition that way. That's a better thing than nine. And also, I don't want to be in the same governmental system as the people in Massachusetts. I live in New Hampshire, and it's like a completely different world up here. Absolutely true. Um, for instance, you know, I don't have anything to, anything in common, really, with uh, somebody who lives in Boston. I, yeah, not at all. My life it's, isn't like that. I have no interest in uh, the people in Massachusetts and the laws that they want. Uh, they want a whole bunch of government, and I don't want any of that crap. So why should I have to deal with that? Let's get rid of the feds entirely. 800-259-9231. What do you think? Curtis in India is going to tell us coming up. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. Even in these remaining moments of the live Saturday edition, it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And again, freetalklive.com. You want to voluntarily support the show? Then go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. When you enter through that link, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. There are 41 categories to shop in. So if there's a product you're looking for, whether it be brand new or even used, Amazon probably sells it. 
Go and find out for yourself at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Add it to your shopping cart, check out, and feel good because a percentage of your purchase benefits Free Talk Live. If you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com as we go to the phones, to the fun. It's Curtis in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hey, Curtis. Hey, how are you doing? Great, good, sir. What's on your mind? Hey, I'm just calling because I've got a general question. I guess I understand at least one of you advocates uh, more or less life without a government, right? Yes, that's me. All right. How yeah. would that be anything but, like, a nasty, brutish, and short life existence. I mean, wasn't somebody, you know, uh, Hobbes or somebody like that, look at the situation and call that a state of nature? Well, okay, it's an interesting question. I understand why you think the way that you do. You, like me, and like most of us, were educated by the government to think that government is a necessary organization. Why? Let me ask you this. It's a very simple question. Should any products or services be provided at the point of a gun? Uh, I don't see why. Okay, well, if you don't believe that products or services should be provided at the point of, the, uh, of, a, of a gun, then you think as I do. It's just that you haven't made all of the connections mentally that I have so far and thought about it, uh, th- thought it through. Government provides its services and products at the point of a gun. Now, you don't see the gun up front, but they'll pull it out if you decide not to, uh, to pay them. If you decide that you're not interested in their services, they'll demand payment from you, even though you've never actually agreed or contracted with them to receive them. And so government is, uh, is an involuntary coercive organization that uh, you know all of its services that it provides can all be provided by the free marketplace on a voluntary basis well I thought the government derived its just powers from the consent of the government when did you consent when did I consent yeah uh, when I became a citizen really when, when I was, was born. that you so consented I don't think that I, when I don't you think were I, born I, I think I would if given the option to consent and reform a government I would opt in the alternative is unthinkable. Uh, well, well, I don't want to consent. How does that? Where does that leave me? Well, then you could leave the country, I suppose. Oh, I see. So, hmm. So, I thought that I was able to choose whether or not I consent. Now you're telling me I don't get to choose, right? I get to leave. Well, I don't know what other choice there could be. Well, well, my choice is to act peacefully and not harm others and destroy their property. So, if I'm not harming any other people, then what's your issue with me? Well, I think there's a greater good from people giving up certain of their rights. Really? I suppose that they might have in a state of nature, which would be to, you know, amble over to my neighbor and knock him over the head. And no, you don't have a right to, to... You don't ever have a right to knock your neighbor over a head, uh, their okay, head. Wait, That's, wait, wait. You're no, infringing right? on their rights. Let me wade in here as the, as the small government guy, if I may. Now, I do not uh, advocate what my partner says, but I, think, uh, I, I don't think he's doing an, an, a great job of explaining what it is that he wants. He does want government. He absolutely no, wants I government. I don't want government. He, he, Government's a you coercive can call it monopoly. what you wish, sir. But you want government. You just wish to be able to opt out and opt into different forms of government, like insurance companies. Um, so you want voluntary government. So in the same that's way, a, that's a, a contradiction in terms. You can't have a government and have it be voluntary. Un- understand, but um, everybody else un- out there understands sort of government as the services it provides. You understand government as involuntary. A gang of thugs. Right. Yes. Gotcha. Um, you want the same services the government provides. You just want to be able to opt in and opt out of whichever um, Most organization. Most of the services I don't want, but Understood. yes, I see Understood. where you're coming from. Um, you want the protection that uh, police provide. Not really. That, not uh, particularly. But you believe that uh, security companies would be able to provide them better, that sure. kind of thing. Yes. So he doesn't, in fact, want... Um, a state of nature, what he wants is voluntary forms of government. Well, we're in a state of nature right now. There are people that are using violence on uh, on innocent people calling themselves the government, and to me, that's that's absolutely atrocious. 
I'm not sure what you mean by people using violence on, on the innocent. In well, the name here's of the an example. For instance, a uh, you know young lady or a young man might get pulled over by a cop. The cop searches their car, finds a joint in their ashtray, and then violently throws them into a jail cell. How's that for one example? I can come well, up with I more. Th- I think that's just a debate about what type of laws we should have. I think I'd probably agree with you that somebody having a joint in their car the big scheme of things isn't something the government should be having a hand in. Oh, I that see. doesn't mean I don't want any government. Right. Okay, well, the, I don't want to debate over what laws we should have. To me, it seems like there's only one law, and that is natural law, and that says, in common law, that says that you should not hurt others. Don't harm others, and don't bring harm or damage to their property. Don't steal stuff from them. As long as you aren't doing damage or harming, then you should be uh, left alone. Don't you agree with that? Well... The thing is, is that not everybody follows the golden rule. I mean, if we did and we were all Christians and did unto others as we would have done unto us, you wouldn't need a government. But people aren't that way, at least not in my experience. So, okay, if that's true, then why would you want a government around for all of those people that don't follow the golden rule to get in charge of others? (laughs) But that's why you have a democracy where you can elect the people that you want to govern. How well has that been working? Hmm? I don't know. Not so well. That's in existence somewhere. Uh, the, I mean, well, well, do you have an example of the kind of government that, or, or non-government that you'd like, a society that's built on that principle, that, you know, historically or, or now, that you would cite as an example of how it could work? Well, actually, there were some examples. Uh, ancient Iceland was fairly close uh, to a uh, to a stateless society, fairly close for for quite a while. And plus, uh, I don't need an actual example of the society. I can point to different examples of how the marketplace provides the same services at a lower cost and more efficiency and better efficiency than government does. And you just simply take those uh, those examples and stretch them out society wide, and uh, you just simply come up with with voluntary solutions to the government services instead. Of, sure, uh, where have you ever found a, an example of a complex economy that uh, you know worked well for its citizens without a government? Back it up. Actually, the government, the economy works. See, you you don't appear to know too much about how the economy works. It works better without the government in the background. The bigger government gets, the the worse the economy becomes because the government's nothing more than a parasite on the economy. People like you and I, unless you're a bureaucrat, and I don't uh, know what you do, but I'm presuming you're not a bureaucrat. If you're not a bureaucrat, you you produce a product or a service that people value, and they're they're willing to separate their money uh, from themselves voluntarily to purchase that product or service. Government. Bureaucrats don't do that. They take all of their money by force, and they extract it from the productive pe- members of society like you and I. So actually, the larger government becomes, the more, uh, the, the, the more obtrusive it becomes, the worse the economy gets. So therefore, the smaller the government, the better. And so if we're going to go ahead and make government really, really small, let's go all the way and get rid of it entirely. Yeah, but see, that, that, that's where you and I have to agree to disagree. Same here. Because no, no government will just not work. There has to be something that backs up that makes sure that the people who aren't going to cooperate, the people who will tend to, you know, aggrandize their own, you know, self-interest above all others, will uh, keep them under control. But those people are in government today, sir. Here's where I would differ with you, sir, is what I'm saying is I believe we need a government as a placeholder to keep those people that would get, um, in fact, those people that are the worst of our society, I believe, move up in government as it's more powerful. So we need a small government as a placeholder for a large government. But there was a small government, and it got bigger. 
Yes, I as understand. As all governments do. And, and look, your ancient Iceland example failed too. All governments fail over time. It is the um, right of So why do we keep trying them? To water Isn't the definition of insanity to keep trying the same crap over and over again and expect different results? You got the same thing from ancient Iceland. It's well, the same thing. Well, as I said, thing. it wasn't perfect, uh, perfect stateless I, society. Un, uh, and obviously this one wasn't either. Let's take the Constitution back, rewrite it, put some penalties in there for uh, politicians that step but out I of bounds. But I don't consent. I say we hang them all and start over. But I don't consent to your new constitution. What are you going to do about that? You throw me in a jail cell? I might. Yeah, you violent thug. Any other thoughts, Curtis? Oh, no, I, I think that's it. I enjoy your show very much. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 800 Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. You know, all of his objections that he brought up to the stateless society exist today. We have people who are in search of power who've gotten in charge of the government. And, yeah, they did it through your precious democratic process. That's what's going on in this country today. We're more democratic than we ever were. We're supposed to be a representative republic, and it looks more like a democracy now than it ever did in the past. So democracy doesn't, in, do, do, democracy doesn't guarantee that you're going to be free. Democracy doesn't guarantee that you're going to have rights. In fact, democracy is probably the easiest, one of the easiest paths, uh, paths to getting rid of all of those things. If 51% of the people decide to walk into a voting booth and abolish all the rights that, uh, that people have, then there they go. Hey, the majority wanted it. They must be right. If it's a majority, it must be right. I wouldn't propose for a second bringing a democracy in, in, into place. What I would propose is that if we were going to rewrite the Constitution, that we would make it uh, mandatory that uh, you know both of the legislative, both of the houses, um, come up with a 66% vote to pass anything. Ooh, a supermajority. Yes. Still, just make it difficult. Might does not make right, and people need to really get that through their heads. And enshrining power in this government creation... Doing away with government isn't going to stop might makes right. Doing away with government at least equalizes everybody, and it doesn't make people think they've got authority over others. I don't think anybody's equal. The guy with the biggest gun is the one who's in charge. I've got an AK upstairs. Thanks very much. We'll see you Monday night online in the meantime. Freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. 